to another episode of Zeno Chat. My name is Tyler, along with, and I'm here with my co-host Justin. How's it going, everyone? All right, we got a big cast today. Uh, first up, we have David. Hey, yeah. And Nick. I'm not actually here. Robin. Hey. And our guinea pig, Cilantro. Hi, folks. All right, so. This will be our, our, the latest entry in our How to Train a Xenofan series. Um, Project Noah. So previously... Oh, sorry. Project Noah. Project Noah. Thank you. Project... You're welcome. Yeah, but, but this yeah. sound is fun. How, but it, that makes it sound so serious. It's a reference to, to the original name of the Xenogare series when it was still in development, so it's more appropriate. How to Train Your Dragon. I'm not a dragon. I'm a squid. <laughs> but it'd be cool. We've got over this. So previously, uh, we've uh, heard uh, Cilantro's experience with uh Zeno uh, titles in the past and their uh, reaction to the Zeno Saga anime, which should be posted by the time this is up. And today we're going to discuss Cilantro's journey through Zeno Gears. To be honest, folks, I didn't realize I was going to get a third episode. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I had no it. idea you were going to actually play through Xenogears. Hey, I said I was going to do it. <laughs> I, had no I did idea it. The PlayStation would still be in repairs. I know. It's really oh, sad. Yeah. Can, you, can you go through that that adventure you had to go through to actually play Xenogears? Well, it started off very easy because it was I had a PlayStation and I had Xenogears. Well, you and also had Tales of Destiny. I also had Tales of Destiny, but that has nothing to do with my adventure in playing Xenogears. <laughs> not your uh, destiny. You, you, had, uh, you had Tales of Destiny one day, and then you had, oh, by the way, I don't want to read the disc today. And then, yeah, It wasn't I don't want to read the disc, it was I don't want to, the tray didn't want to stay closed, so I was like, okay, I guess I'll go get this repaired. It's still getting repaired. I don't know why it's taking so damn long. That's my Other than COVID. It's my favorite uh, PlayStation so got, game. Yeah, COVID uh, for the, the PS2. Yeah. Um, so I got frustrated and just bought another used PlayStation. And uh, there we go. That, that was the exciting adventure. Awesome. You know, I didn't realize was it, that. Was it worth it, Cilantro? Oh, you didn't realize I just gave up and bought a new one? No, I didn't. I thought you actually got it repaired finally. No, it's still it's still in shop. I just kind of figured, all right, worst okay. case, I have two PlayStations was, at some point in the like, future. Was it like a... What model did you get, by any chance? Was it the it's still, big yeah, PS2? It, both of them are PlayStation 2 fats. Okay. Was it like a bad sign when you walked into the repair shop and they were beating it with a hammer? <laughs> I didn't walk in. I sent them an email. They didn't respond. I sent them another email. They didn't respond. I called them, and then they're like, yeah, we don't have a part right now. And I'm like, okay. Jeez. Can you get the part? We don't know when we'll get the part because COVID. Okay. I'm going to get another one then. I figure once we hit the two-month mark, I'll call again and be like, can I please have my PlayStation back at this point, and I'll just give it to a different repair shop? 
Yeah, we got your PlayStation oh. right here, buddy. But you gotta pay up to get That's it back. Insane. Hey, demand a refund. I'm not gonna demand a refund. They like part of the anyway. I'm not gonna. It's fine. It's fine. I have a PlayStation. Yep. And I have Tales of Destiny, which I don't know why that was relevant to the story, but there it is. It's because you what? took the Zeno disc out and. The, oh, PlayStation like the, the PlayStation was like, no, you're going to be playing Zeno. If you're going to be playing Tales of Destiny, I'm not going to cooperate. You say that it's so, like, then we put Zeno and it's like, okay, I'll work again. Like, no, it just... <laughs> <laughs> no. The true story is that Zeno Gears has been in bot PlayStation since, like, 20 years ago. I mean, that's close enough to true. <laughs> that sounds like a good tale of destiny to me. <laughs> And that's the true meaning of Christmas. It's not even December! How is it not December? Yeah, when it's literally the it's, second. It's the it was, second It was game. literally December yesterday. Way to date this podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I meant to say, Way to Christmas! It's not Christmas season yet, we have three more weeks! Have you been- Granted, this episode will probably be out after our holiday episode, so... <laughs> yeah. It'll come out like Valentine's Day. Yeah. Some, some of us have been working retail, and for us, it has been fucking Christmas since July. Yeah, that's wrong. Well, you're also that's wrong for ethical reasons. That's also that that in a lot of stores, that's at least after Halloween. But in an arts, like an arts and crafts store, that is exactly in July or all year mm-hmm. round. In some cases, yep. Anyway, that was the exciting journey of the PlayStation. PlayStation, if you're listening to this now, I miss you. Come home. <laughs> also, that's Homeward like down, a- but it's a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, Slauncher, would you say that journey was worth it for Xenogears? Honestly? That silence is telling. <laughs> um, so, um, I, I have been um, banging my head against the keyboard for probably the past four days attempting to write the, the notes just to bang out the timeline because holy shit, this is a long-ass game. Oh good, you liked it. It was a long-ass game, and I could barely tell what the fuck anything was doing. Like, okay, we're gonna do this plot point, then this plot point. Info dump! Everything that happened in the past! Wait a second, now I have to reorganize my entire understanding of everything that just happened. And then we had the gigapause right there, and then I'm like, how how do I play this game again? Why doesn't the circle button do anything? Oh, wait, that's... That's that's because this isn't a Nintendo, this is a this is a Sony product, so B, so the B button is what does all the stuff. Yeah, you know that feeling when the select button gets backwards and you have to switch your brain over every day. All the mu- yeah, I had to do that in the switch from Xenogears to another game I was playing called Tales of Destiny. The fuck is wrong with these people? <laughs> well, the the select button just kind of like the main button is is just different for both games. I know, I know, I know. Whoever way back when who decided that the circle button shouldn't be the select button, I hate you right now. 
that's been a long time discourse with PlayStation games because the Japanese typically do circle as confirm, mm-hmm. but when they brought it over to the States, they switched it to X because they figured, well, for, for us Westerners, hitting the X button is more natural because that's where your thumb rests. But uh, yeah, it's it's really weird, especially, and sh- that's still like an issue even today on like the PS4. If I get like it, the Japanese version of a game, Circle will be confirmed. But if I play like the English version of it, X will be confirmed. Well, um, while I forgot all of the death blows, I actually did find a chart with all of the death blows in Japanese. And every time you would end it in X, there was actually a circle. Yep. That's why they had to to standardize our hands. Which I'm pretty sure that's even like they're not even right. I don't know. I could never learn death blows to be quite honest. Oh, the death blow thing was pretty easy once I got the hang of it. It was just trying to remember what all the combinations were. I think I literally just scraped by in that game. How? It's not that hard. You just do I mean, something and then had, you end in X. I mean, you also had me telling you what button combinations were next, because if nah, you're... Um... I mean, they finally figured that out. You just look up a guide and you, you get them all, and I, I learned them because I eventually memorized them, but, you know. Uh, I had them memorized for a bit, and then after the pause, I'm like, I can't remember jack shit, and then I'm like, Wait a minute, why are you going Super Saiyan? Oh, yeah! No, crap, what was the other combination for the next element? I feel like after a while, you just kind of remember three or four of them, Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of use those as your Mm go-tos. But I guess, like, what can be kind of confusing is remembering all the names, especially if you're going to do the combos. Oh, fuck the names. Why do you have to remember the names? (laughs) Exactly! Every single character has different names for the same things. And then when you get Satan's sword, they change again. And then when you put everybody in their gears, they change again. Well, when you put them everybody in the gears, they also have, like, completely different ones, so... A lot of the yeah. time I just remembered, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's the ice one, that's the fire one, that's the this one. That's the one where they jump up the air and do the kick like Michelangelo. I kind of just mostly went by numbers. That works. Like, too. I could not remember which ones were which element. Not for the life of me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you want to talk about what you have learned about this game since your predictions about the game? Yeah, I actually did go back and re-listen to the old podcast episode. What was it, twenty nine? Yeah. Um. Okay, let's go through um, everything that I may have said. One, I actually did a game with a three-dimensional camera. Yay! Awesome. Yay! You did it. I did one. <laughs> um, item number two, the, the fake Chinese-ness that is the village of Lahan that is compared to everything else, which is some Western mishmash. Like, Yes, but even with context, it just feels weird and out of context that we have this one teeny little Chinese village in the woods and then everything else is like various degrees of cyberpunk. I mean, that's just, you're in a square RPG. 
it seems really inconsistent even for the number of square rpgs i have gone through yeah but what about the ones you haven't gone through i mean that's pretty I'm, consistent all right i'll <laughs> give you that <laughs> there's a lot of old desert towns at the start too so um we have a uh, basically a kung fu anime protagonist yes because this is a game that wanted to be a fighting game but it wound up being a turn-based rpg game instead with a fighting mini game i get it i see you really like fighting games i do not like <laughs> fighting games <laughs> What they made me do in Keyslove was really horrible. It made me dizzy. It was one of the few times where I'm like, bot, just take over. I can't do this. I'm going to put my head down. <laughs> you disrespect the arena fighter. I'm just kidding. That's fine. No, it's just like, okay, so um, the way that the camera works is different in that one particular minigame. It's such that it just threw everything off for me. That camera is weird in that it's like, like yeah, rubber band camera. Well, yeah, it's got that. Um, it's constantly rotating. It's kind of like uh, another game at the time called Virtual On, which was yeah. a one-on-one robot fighting game. So I kind of wonder if that's kind of where they took inspiration from when they're making mm-hmm. it. Not justifying it, just kind of explaining where I think they may have been coming from with Still, it. Still, I did not like that one particular part. I'm honestly surprised as it, it was as smooth as it was. <laughs> I expected worse. Well, I think that's really like it. Doesn't it run at a different frame rate than the rest of the game? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Isn't there even a frame rate? Yeah, there's a yeah, I there. There is. Yeah, like that mini game. I, I mean, we've spoke about this in a mini game episode, but it, it's weird how much extra work was put into that mini game because if you go back there, there's like a training mode, there's a two player versus mode, there's all sorts of unlockable characters for it too. I think there are just two, but yeah. No, no, there's a bunch of characters you can play in it. But there are only like two that are special unlocks. Oh, okay, ah, okay. I see what you're okay. saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember there's a ton of characters. It's like you can scroll through <laughs> yeah, it later there and there are got every robot in the game. <laughs> you don't yeah. because you don't get well tall aid. I can't And remember. I think they all have like unique move lists too. It's, it's nuts how much work was put into it. There's even frame data, which is crazy. Yeah, they really wanted that thing to be in there, but like <laughs> I really wish they didn't make it mandatory. <sighs> Listen, they put a lot of work into that. They need you to play that part. I get it. Yeah. But <laughs> ouch, my brain. I get where you're coming from, though. Because I hate I hate a bunch of forced segments in games. Well, like, okay, if it had the consistent camera angle, maybe I wouldn't have been so, like, what the fuck is going on here? Because, like, the, you know, the normal camera, the axis of pivot is basically where you're sitting on your couch. But, like, in this particular game, the world moves around your robot. So, like, the camera is different than, like, wait, where is everything? That camera is, like, it's kind of like a weird in-between point between... Your robot and the enemy robot, isn't it? No, the axis of a pivot is actually uh, your character itself. Oh, uh, that's right. I was thinking that that was the... I, I, for some reason, I was remembering that camera as, like, always trying to fit both robots in the screen as much as possible. Yeah, it does, because if you run away well, from does. each other, then yeah. your robots just get tiny. That's right, exactly. yeah. 
Okay, yeah, so I, I did never figure out where on Earth I was in the plane of the battlefield. So, and also turning that thing just made me really, really dizzy. That's why I was your anti-frustration feature. I am glad and very grateful for my anti-frustration feature. Also for Babel Tower. Which we're not up to on this list yet. No, that is way further down in the notes. <laughs> we'll get back to that. That was definitely right, the What other predictions game. did you have? Satan is a bastard. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, agree. Next. Satan is an antagonist. <laughs> Disagree. Uh, I wrote debatable yeah. here. <laughs> I did not actually get a chance to listen to you guys' Satan episode, so um, I have no idea what you said there. I think it's safe for Squid. At this point, yeah, but... Uh, by the time I listen to it, we are already going to have finished with, with this recording. Yeah, I can speak I would tonight. Hope so. I hope we don't have to take a pause in this recording so you can listen to an entire episode. <laughs> I am not going to do that. I am not going to force you guys to do that either. Well, this is a really awkward hour. Uh, I should have done that beforehand, but then I was writing all these goddamn notes. It's all good. We'll just record so you listening good. to the episode. Meta. Your reactions. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, <sighs> so do you think he's an antagonist? I guess is the real point. I mean, he's a sleeper agent. He's not a sleeper agent at all. Uh, for like the first half of the game, he basically is. Well, he's not. I don't know that I would use the term sleeper agent. I know what you're talking about, I just don't know that I do something. Okay, uh, what would you prefer? Oh. Double agent? Triple agent? Yeah, yeah. yeah double. Oh, agent right. twice removed? <laughs> Agent's second cousin, you know. I mean, could you uh, say he's not an antagonist in the sense that he's not actually working against you in a way? He has his own agenda, which is separate from that of the Solaris agenda, which. Yeah. Well, is technically with you, it's also against you, so it's like. Uh, shrug emoji. Yeah. What is his agenda? Shady Let's motives. Do that. Uh, what so, is the motives of everybody? Um, I don't know. What's an ethics committee? Okay, but but what, regardless of the ethics, what were, were his his motives? Um, what was he trying to do? Honestly, that is a little bit unclear. Sometimes, like definitely, it's keep an eye on Faye. Mm-hmm. Um, and um. Whether or not Faye is cooperative with the overall grand scheme of Solara seems to be, like, secondary. But, like, mostly making sure that Faye doesn't die. Okay. Yeah, I always saw him as, like, protecting Faye. But protecting Faye from himself. Yeah, he was basically trying to make sure Faye wasn't a threat to Solaris, but also he was trying to determine, hey, should Solaris kind of back the fuck off? I am very surprised Kane, after 10, that- after 10,000 years, was like, maybe we should back the fuck off. I'm honestly surprised that he, of all people, is the one chosen for this particular quest. I love that part where they get to Solaris, and he's like, what's up, guys, I'm back. Look at what I got. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Look, you know who this is, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the part where Satan is a YouTuber. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, 
It's just a the having Faye, having control of Faye is just an ego thing for him. What's <laughs> up, everybody? It's Hugo Richter for <laughs> <laughs> okay, what really that's something else that really bothered me because Hyuga and Rikudo are both they're both surnames, so like why does this guy have no personal name? He's just got two last names? No uh, first name? Future personal names will be deleted. It's part of being a double agent. What about people who have two first names? Like a first name and a last name that is a first name. Yeah, um, Surprisingly, we did not have representative Android Girl. We had Nanobot Girl, we had Cyborg Girl, but we didn't have an Android. Yeah, it's like, and I see you have Emeralda on a technicality, Mm -hmm. but I don't even know if Emeralda really counts. It's weird because some of Emeralda's death blows potentially suggest that. I mean, she's a hive of nanomachines. Exactly. Right. Like, she has uh, the, like, the leg drill. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think she could also turn like her hair into a hammer mm-hmm. and attack. She it was more like a maze, but yeah, into a hammer, but yeah. Dude, she could do a Sonic the Hedgehog ball. She can do that. Yeah, that's right. And there's like metal blades with that too. Her animations are so fun. They are fun. They they kind of remind me of Astro Boy in a weird way. She hmm. was definitely one of my stuff. permanent party members. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I remember she was really good, especially when she turned into the quote-unquote adult form. She had that one death blow where she, like, teleports. I remember that was really strong. Yeah. I, I liked that some of her moves reminded me of Kirby stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, um, next prediction. The next uh, prediction was uh, the whole boob windows galore thing, which is false. Um, the aesthetic that these guys went for instead is equally kind of weird, though. It's like, you know, <sighs> seven of nine, I guess is the easiest way to put it. Seven of nine. What do you mean by that? Um, like, <sighs> um, we've all watched enough Star Trek to know what seven looks like, right? She looks like a Barbie doll. Spoiler Wait. alert, no. Oh my I, gosh, David! <laughs> I was gonna say, I think there's probably a few here that haven't. I'm, like, let's I'm pretend aware that of absolutely nobody has. Okay, we all know what a Barbie doll looks like, right? Yeah. No, what? Yeah. What is that? No, what's a Barbie doll? Can you explain that to me? <laughs> okay, sure. We have a... Um, we have a chest cavity with two separate breasts that are completely divorced from each other and are acting as two separate entities. And then we have a piece of cloth that is extremely tightly wrapped around them such that you see the two items individually. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's completely anatomically inaccurate. And B, it's ubiquitous. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Huh. You know, yeah, old well, school. Some... Oh, uh, oh, boob socks. Yes. Those, like, sweaters where they have, like, boob socks. Yep. Xenogears yeah, has guess. some impossible clothes. They do, but like it also really bothered me that um everybody looked like Bat basically, and then uh on top of that, if you zoom out on Emeralda's sprite, I know it looks like she's like wearing rags, but the way that the black is positioned on her red crop top and on her skirt looks like she's wearing a bikini. And that disturbed me. I know she's two thousand some odd years old and a hive of nanomachines, but like 
look like a small child. You shouldn't be sexualized like that. I I was just going to say that I never found that. Yeah, I, I, I... that's first I, I never saw. I never saw all that. the Emeralda fans are about to come after us now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Emeralda fans, but I did notice that, and then I said it on the podcast, and we can delete it. Don't have to delete <laughs> no, it's fine. But it was sustained. We can okay. delete everything. <laughs> just sometimes we'll just we're not upload this episode. Disagree. It happened. We'll see. Like whenever <laughs> I saw your audios, and then I'll just throw them away. Okay. All right. <laughs> the garbage. We can stop now. Uh, well, like, I did pull up a couple of examples in the notes, but unfortunately we can't put that in the show notes. I actually... I can't put it in the show YouTube notes. Video. Can't put it in the show. You're gonna force me to look at the sprite again, because my memory of the Emeralda sprite, especially, like, the the kid version, is just where she's, like, it, just wearing, like, this, uh, I don't know, like, the scarf... I, I think I remember the scarf most of all, but just... Yeah. A raggedy, uh, well, long sc- shirt. <laughs> it's a crop top. Is it? Fan she's, artists really made Emeralda her, really the, wholesome. The shirt where it just kind of... Sorry, I was talking over you. Go oh. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, fan artists have kind of made Emeralda really wholesome. I appreciate mostly. that. Yeah. I was going to say that as, her, as a child form, it's, you know, an appropriately sized but torn up shirt. And then when she grows, the shirt doesn't grow with her, so... Yeah, I always it's thought a crop it was a... Top, yeah, that's... So it's not a crop top when she baby... It always looked yeah. like a tunic to me. Yeah, that's kind of what I was... I just thought it was a shirt that was ripped yeah. up. Okay, so... We can all agree she has the best scarf, though. I mean... Yes. She has a great scarf. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Wonderful and scarf. <laughs> and I like the hair, too. I'm a sucker for that green hair. Oh, yeah, hair. same. Everyone's a great character. She Everyone's is. She's great. I had her at my final party. That counts for anything. Yay. Yeah. Well, I mean, she yeah. can transform. <laughs> uh, well, for the final, final battle, I actually decide like, wait, I, I haven't done this yet. I haven't actually compared whether or not Satan or Emeralda's gonna go first, because they're both speed demons. I have to know who goes first, but I ran out of time. And then I was already knee-deep in this dungeon, so I'm like, well, I guess I gotta do it now or never. And it turns out, Emeralda still goes first. But she does not get as many turns as Satan does. Hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And now we know. Now we know. It's like a speed versus agility thing or something. And other predictions? Uh, Slash initial thoughts? Um, well, uh, the, the last of this is um, characters I couldn't quite place. Um... I completely fucked up with the Van Houten clan. Put them in the saga pile. I was wrong. Yes. Um, I got two out of three eye patch guys. I completely missed over a Sigurd, but I'm pretty sure that's because he just didn't show up in fan art very often. Like, yeah, people are too busy drawing Bart. Exactly. Well, I mean, draw his draw his brother, guys. That sounds Sometimes. completely reasonable. I'm not saying it's unreasonable to draw Bard. I'm saying also draw his brother sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I agree with that. Not, it's not draw less Bard. It's draw more Sigurd. Also fair. You good? Um, Bard should have been the protagonist of this anime. I don't think Bard had enough of a of a horse in this race. 
<laughs> I like uh, I like Bart, and I I totally get where you're coming from, but yeah, like, yeah, it's I get you. He has the motivation, <laughs> but I guess that's why he's got to kind of help push Faye. Yeah. He had a horse in a different race, and their races just happened to overlap at points. Yeah, Faye was so reluctant. Faye was also three. But, like, he also had no clue what the heck he was going into, whereas Bart was like, yes, I'm an impulsive jerk, but I also have half an ounce of kindness. Hey, would you like to help me take over my own castle? He, He had all of that, like vibrato he had all of the motivation he had all of the passion that Faye was lacking for probably the first what was it four major areas like up until we got to shavat when we finally started unlocking all of the backstory Faye just seemed like kind of like a wet blanket yeah but he was supposed to oh yeah this was this was like the era of that kind of protagonist in a robot <laughs> show too. especially Make Bart but the Bart had Bart missile Exactly! That was also pretty cool. And other characters you weren't sure about? Um, well, I knew Graf was a horrible person. I didn't realize he was a horrible person in the first game. When did you think he was going to be a horrible person? Honestly, I wasn't quite sure which game he was going to go in. Oh, okay. I knew he was a horrible person as soon as I saw the cape. I saw the cape and I was just like, <laughs> this guy... Is a bad dude. Oh, he gets much worse than Saga. I'm kidding. <laughs> Saga, Groff just, oh, you- shit Groff does. I, like, okay, to be fair, if somebody said, oh, this actually um, appears somewhere in, like, one of the Xenoblade games, you know what? I would buy it. Like, come God, on. I wish. I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> Not that there isn't any Xenoblade game. Would- in Xenoblade 2. That would be yeah, so yeah, good. But, like, okay, for Blade and Blade 2, it actually is mostly focused on people with swords, right? Uh, There's no melee. Uh, there, there is melee in Blade 2. Torna. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, and other? Sorry. If uh, Cross has melee, I'm not surprised. Honestly, if, if I had to, like, close my eyes and pick a game, I would probably pick Cross. Is where Graf would go. I could see that. Yeah, but I, mean, but I think I'd slip in there and no one would notice. I think I could actually see him a little more in two, though, just because of the weird, like, oh, it's a bunch of er- otherworldly stuff in here, but you'll see. I guess, yeah. Groff could have totally been a blade. Yeah, I think so. For sure. You know, if they could get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they own the property rights, right? No. Nope. They could do it. <laughs> No, oh, they don't. They absolutely don't. It's in Square Enix jail. Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. They, they put him in straight dude to get jail. Yeah. No! Unfortunately. And your last uh, character you weren't sure about? Uh, The gazelle board of whack jobs. Yeah, you found out where they're from. Yes, and they still don't make any sense even with context. Nope. Now, I okay. you... You might have missed uh, one of your notes about a certain choo-choo. <laughs> no! No, I hate choo-choo. No, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to <laughs> talk about choo-choo. We discussed her before we started recording. Okay. I'm like, I hate choo-choo. Hey, you said okay. it. That's the note. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. You did it. There we go. <laughs> uh, okay.
Choo Choo tries to have a romantic arc with the protagonist, and it falls on its face so badly. Especially because they're siblings. Yeah, that just makes it worse. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think either of them is able to put together the fact that they are siblings. Yeah, even though, like, you... Wait, actually... Yeah, you can go in there and read that as Faye. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, for, for those of you all not in the know, uh, there there is lore that says that wise men just kind of abducted a choo-choo, and that choo-choo is your choo-choo. They so wise men... Hmm? They should have just left Choo-Choo in the Choo-Choo room! But he didn't- he just took it with him? He just- he just- it's not- I think he- it's like he saved the Choo-Choo from experimentation, and then he's just like, I should just go live with the Choo-Choos, you guys. I but thought then that doesn't happen. When he could have saved his own I thought. I thought he just covered Choo Choo's eyes and saved it from the experience of watching giant Choo Choo orgy or something. <laughs> and got it out of the room and like, I guess you're stuck with me now. He, he saves the Choo Choo from experimentation, but then like, there's a note where it's like, I just want to live a peaceful existence amongst the Choo Choo. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You have um, a child and a wife at home, and you're just going to go <laughs> abscond with the Choo Choo. Let's... Well, he doesn't at that point, because that's a year past, so he okay. ha- he left a child in Lahan two years ago, and then was like, now I will have a hamster. I'm just gonna be hamster man, that's my new thing. <laughs> so, here's what bothers me about that, is Choo Choo doesn't even have a wheel. Even the Nopon have wheels, sometimes, that they can run on like a hamster, but, you know. Oh. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> clarify that part. Yeah, it's like they don't have cars. They don't. They're not cyber. What are you saying? Nobody has cars in this world. Every every machine or every vehicle has to be bipedal. Why would you do that? It's so inefficient. I actually really don't like Choo Choo very much. Either. Too bad. This is a Choo Choo themed podcast. No, I object. I am not. No, I was thinking about the inefficiency. I was thinking about the inefficiency of gears, and then I thought about the inefficiency inefficiency of a submarine that drives through the sand. I was like, yeah, one of them kind of outweighs the other. (laughs) Okay, but the sand submarine is cool. It is. I agree. It makes Bart a man of the sea, even if the sea is silicon. Sand sea. I mean, he does eventually become a, the ma- a man of the sand, sea, and air. And so I... let's go back to Choo Choo. No, we're going to go back no, to the Captain Walrus. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're making this Rest interesting. In I like it. Keep on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Hans and Franz are the best characters. Would you like to hear some hot sounds that I've recorded? Exactly. Who else is going to offer you some hot sounds? Nobody. Who else is a dolphin? Nobody does. Nobody I, else is like, I got the sound library you want in. I wish I could walk up to a street f- vendor that offered me hot sounds and I'd be like, how much? I'll pay whatever you want. <laughs> I, I will say if a street vendor just kind of said hot sounds that I have recorded, I'd be like, am I going to get arrested if I listen to these? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got your hot sounds here. Freshly recorded. 
Yeah, like, if it just said hot sounds, I'd be like, oh, you're selling bootleg CDs, no problem. Hot sounds that I've recorded, now I feel like I'm gonna get arrested. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna have to cut out some of my laughing here. My armpit fart symphony. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least that won't be illegal. Yeah. Yeah, this is illegal in uh, Malaysia. There's a guy Anyways. in the subway playing the melodica, and I gave him money because I try to tip buskers because I'm that kind of person. And then he was like, "By the way, what is this song called?" I'm like, you, don't, <laughs> you don't know what song you're playing. <laughs> That's a um, All Star by Smash Mouth. Um. <laughs> anyway, anyways, let's let's get back on topic. So. Um, alright, so after playing Xenogears, do you have any grasp of the story? Or what do you think about it? Um, oh my gosh, I told you guys I spent how many days banging my head against the keyboard asking myself what the fuck was the plot? Um, I attempted to write a timeline, it turned into four pages on Google Docs. Um, the thing that really, like made my brain hurt was trying to piece together everything that happened before we get to the opening. Like, so if I have this in the correct order, and feel free to correct me at any point. Um, so Earth, some weird-ass planet back over that away in space, um, decided to make a planet killer by trapping some Lovecraftian horror, which apparently looks like a cute redhead, in a battery for a terraformer. Also, Christianity, because why not? Um, it was too effective. Um, it was over level 9,000, of course. Um, <laughs> so they put it on a transport ship to um, shift it elsewhere because they didn't want to deal with it. Um, the alien in the machine took over the transport vessel the vessel and um, crashed on the nearest viable planet, which apparently was already viable anyway. Uh, the alien broke out and um, between populating some other things that were already ex- that already existed into uh, Kane in the Ministry, and then maybe cloning itself, which became most of the women, and then procreating with all of the males that she just created. We uh, populate this entire planet of... We don't actually know what the planet is called. What is the name of the planet in Xenogears? They don't tell us, do they? Planet. It's called, it's called Mira. Mira. No, just <laughs> no, wrong game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty and... sure it has a name, but I forgot. Is it in perfect work somewhere? What? Uh, if it's somewhere, it's going to be in perfect works. I thought yeah. that I knew it, and then I was like, oh wait, no, that was from another game. <laughs> oh, I guess... Don't worry, our lovely listeners will let us know in the comments. <laughs> Please and thank you, listeners. It's apparently unnamed. Do a quick Google search. Thank you, Google Sensei. What I was going to say was that like the planet, while it had life on it, it didn't have the right life. And also, so like the terraformer machine was just like, I gotta fix this. 
Well, the terraformer that it was like too effective. It was that they, you know, you don't terraform the planet you're already on. You're already there. It's good. Yeah, um, but like the terraforming machine uh, broke and it needed spare parts, so it created humans to make spare parts. It did do that. I'm just saying, like, why they were they were taking it into space? It wasn't. Oh no, this is dangerous. It's you don't use your terraformer thing where it's fine. You don't. We wouldn't terraform Earth. It's already terraformed. I felt that that was kind of what they were doing, but okay, if that's how you want to interpret it, fine by me, I guess. I just played through this game and my brain hurts. Um, where did I put my timeline again? Um, okay, so then that whole... Th- so, um, after we populated the Earth in the uh, prequel, um, then we have the whole Zeboim civilization where they had some other war and then they were probably cloning themselves into um, their own extinction because there were so many people with um, the inability to reproduce. So then they made Emeralda. Then they decided to put her in a test tube somewhere and um, Zeboim disappeared. Um, meanwhile, the Gazel Ministry decided to create Solaris. They then decided to orchestrate the Ethos as the Shadow Government. Um, and incited the war on the Ignis continent because why not? What is an ethics committee? Um, then we have the Nissan Rebellion, where Sophia is, um, as somebody else um, so eloquently put, War Jesus. Um, Lacan is also a wet blanket like Faye. He's poorly indecisive until people back him into a corner, and that corner is unfortunately Sophia decides to martyr herself. And his immortal rage at himself, mostly, uh, becomes the spirit of Groff, and Groff basically becomes Man Miang. Meanwhile, on the other side, we have Krellian, who Again, what is an ethics committee, anyways, decides to go his own separate way and then take his his own self-inflicted rage and um, put it into bioengineering, where he is going to then kill himself and everybody else with him by resurrecting God, the machine. Do you remember why Krellian was so upset? He's an incel. Okay. I Glad didn't want to say that. that. <laughs> I did not want to uh, say that on air, but now you made me say that on air. I didn't make you say shit. Krillian <laughs> is the scientist who's like, I'm going to go where they wouldn't dare go because I can't. Again, what is an ethics committee? The unethical scientist. No science scientist. in here is ethical. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, um, Khan this is a terrible game. dad. Okay. Um, Karen is a terrible mom because she gets possessed by Miang, who is extremely impatient. And um, is that on her? <laughs> yeah, like Miang, you're how many million year old um, eldritch being? You, oh, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I you didn't you mean understand it on that um, one single human takes about two decades to become mature enough to do what you want it to, and you're kind of rushing it. So they uh, psychologically traumatized a baby. Yeah. Um, in a manner that makes absolutely no sense. Like, okay, um, 
you're from Shavat, right? What are you doing on the ground? There's no trees in Shavat with the same level of greenery that it looks like you are in in this little mountain village. How did you get to and from Solaris so quickly without anybody noticing? So many times. Least of all your husband. Now my brain hurts. I mean, when you're that <laughs> old, when you're that old, you've got to know a lot of shit that normal people wouldn't know. So we're just going to go with that. All right. So she can um, teleport. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, she sort of can if you want to call body swapping teleporting. Uh, that's this not really what true. I meant. What was that? Like, Does it's it... one thing to body swap yourself. It's something else to body swap yourself and then bring a small child with you. You just hold on to the child real, real tight. Is that thing that, like, um... Oh, wait, a Groth did that, but I think that was just cloaking devices now that I think about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Groth can be invisible. Yeah. He can be a ghost. Yep. Mm-hmm. After we psychologically break Faye, um, then he accidentally winds up killing one of his parents, or they wind up dying because shenanigans, etc., and yet more shenanigans, and then I believe that Groth as Khan made Faye as it destroyed Dominia's hometown, and um, that's what I believe that he's painting when we finally get to the intro. So Faye's painting the destruction of Elru? I think that's what he's painting. I just figured it was abstract nonsense, because that seemed to be what all of his paintings were. It does look like a firestorm, so... Yeah. Definitely the only thing I cannot place is why Satan is on the ground screaming. What? Like that really? very in, in that very beginning? first scene right before you zoom <sighs> out and it becomes the painting. Faye, you're gonna destroy the village. Yeah. I was I was figuring if you were just yelling at Faye, yeah, it's just like hot. listen, snap out of it. I think you got the beginning a little jumbled. Okay, well then then again it was back in September. That was what, four months ago? Yeah. Forgive me a little. No problem. No, it's okay. And uh, from there we get the rest of the story. I'm not going to even attempt to summarize this. It's four pages. That's fine. That's fine. Like I said, it was as much or as little as you wanted to say. Yeah, that was... That was the, the sequence that was puzzling me the most. But nobody seems to have objected, really. So I guess I'm right? About... I think there's... uh, I mean, I think that there's a few things that could be taken one of a few ways, but I, I feel like, you know, there's a good amount of that that was probably pretty much right. Okay, I get partial credit. Yeah, I was like... I, I think everybody I, just gets partial credit for Not this. to, like... I'm not gonna, like, nitpick each one and say, oh, that yeah, that was right, that wasn't right. I think you were mostly on there okay yeah there there's a couple of things like how like deus was a was a thing like deus was like an ai weapon yeah yeah mm -hmm. De deus is the terraformer thing
So and put it also like this mentioned by name. And also, Abel is the contact, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is. I'm just like reaching in my memory banks for this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, been I think a while. Here is that it was since this was very much meant to be a like, what do you remember of the story? It of course is, and now we're like asking other people, what do you remember of the story? Now that you've heard what right. somebody else remembers of the story, so for more, listen to Retrograde Amnesia. They have a really well, comprehensive replay. Yeah, it's just such a dense sequence of events in that game that it's yeah. <laughs> It's not like it's like I'm not a human encyclopedia for the game. There are things I actually have to look up every now and then, kind of thing. And oh yeah, sorry about that, bot. I wasn't I wasn't meaning to summon you. I was just you know. <laughs> you said you encyclopedia for the game, and I showed up. Yeah, <laughs> <the> <laughs> like, uh, don't worry. Rem- we're not we're not going to expend your energy. <laughs> not all of it. I guess this is a good place to transition to. Um, yeah, okay, you wanted to try the uh, whole Soulbound Lovers trope? You didn't do it well. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of sad when that starts feeling like the one of the major, like one of the biggest focuses later, but... I, like, okay, I don't mind that you're attempting to do this trope. What really bothers me is that you're attempting to do this trope, but with an Oedipus complex. Yeah, that part was a little... A lot of the romances are just, like, one step away from okay. Like, this would have been fine, but then you did this? And now it's weird. I mean, with all the different ideas, like, thrown here, it would be kind of hard not to make some of this stuff weird, to be honest. That's fair, but it does kind of just make me think, what romances have Zeno done very well? Can you make... Miang even like a concept in this game without making everything kind of an Oedipus complex. Uh, Miang's like the one thing about no. like one of the things yeah. about the game that really kind bothers of me deeply. Into so a lot of this. Yeah, but like Faye's not in love with Miang. He's in love with Ellie, but Ellie exists basically specifically to be exactly the sort of mother Faye would want, and that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is. <laughs> I'm like I, I everyone the just issue like is so yeah. Much, yep, this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think the issue is so much like oh Miang was Karen and then Miang was Ellie. Like okay, so they both have the same brain parasite. Fine. I it's mean, really, just the part where Ellie exists to be mom and Faye's like, I want to hit that. Like no Faye, and he no, does Faye, no. successfully. That's what really gets me. Why? How did they allow that to happen? Well, because of um, all the trauma. <laughs> Mutual uh, trauma does not... People together. Trauma should uh, they... not climax in a sex scene, especially with these teeny hey. little models. <laughs> it should uh, not yeah, have was... happened. That was just well wrong. There's a l- I feel like there's a lot more common... There's a lot of than... stuff that's wrong in this game. Yeah, I feel like that's actually pretty common <laughs> in fiction, unfortunately. I know, yeah. it's a bad trope, but it's everywhere. It's even, but it's also, even... the, the other part about this is that it is a game. It was supposed to be sold. People were supposed to want to buy it. And this is a game with a sex scene, so that was real, real exciting. 
I, it's also like it's also easy to rare. I can't think of many other PS One games with an on screen sex scene. Yeah. Let alone JRPGs. I think I've read that Wild Arms Two might have one, but other than that, I can't think of another from that era at least. I'm honestly surprised that this thing just didn't get the um, 18 plus rating. Tell me Everyone. somebody got handsy in a game called Wild Arms. It got rated T, which is shocking. It's shockingly yeah. low, but I'm pretty sure whoever did that but rating didn't get very far. <laughs> I also think it's because it wasn't really that mainstream of a game. It's one of those things where, like, if you're a niche game, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Like, put it to you this way. If Persona 3 was, like, the Persona series was as popular as it is now, back when Persona 3 came out, Persona 3 either would have had to been severely toned down, people would have been complaining about it like crazy. Like, I'm very shocked that Persona 3 got away with the things that it did. For those of you who play Persona 3, you know what I'm talking about. What rating did that game get? Because four got M. It got it got an M okay. rating, but still, like some of the imagery in Persona Three, like how you use an attack. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. the evokers pulling a gun to their head yeah. and shooting themselves. Like, if that game was wasn't as like underground as it was back then, I feel like that would have been a lot more controversial than it was. Hmm. And it's like with Gears, I feel like there's a lot of things in Gears that. It kind of got away with because people just weren't really paying attention to it at the time. <sighs> at least over here. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's probably different in Japan, but. Um, well, while I'm on the um, romances bullet list, I have two last items. Um, Go right ahead. Yeah, Bart and Margie is, is not a marriage that I would have expected for the nuns to be advocating. Um, but. Like, okay, I get that they made one silly pass at it when you first start in the Ave area, but, like, when you get to the end game, uh, and you're on the Yggdrasil, and you go to Margie to change your party, uh, I you put Bart in your party, and then you go back to her and say, I want to change my party members again. She actually comes out with the character-specific piece of dialogue for Bart, where she actually is like, hey, um, after this is all t- um, over, you want to like get together? And he's extremely exacerbated by this whole thing. <laughs> and then she has to just hide behind a, uh, just kidding, to dispel the awkwardness. I mean, Bart is rightfully distressed in that situation. I do not blame him for his reaction. I would have had the same if I were him. But, like, the fact that they went to that length in the story kind of bothers me. It felt like, uh, in some ways, they were trying to set up that whole, oh, it's the royalty thing, like they actually did back in the day where they hooked, like, cousins and shit up with each other. Mm-hmm. But then, but then it's like kind of all over the place with it. <laughs> yeah. Are you if like I'm remembering? Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Well, I'm might be wrong. I might have to cut this, but I thought for the 20th anniversary concert, Kanhiko Tanaka drew artwork of like Margie and Bart getting married. Which did they really? I'll have to double check that. I guess that's the episode art we're gonna go with. For the concert, I think that was in Perfect Works. Oh, was it Perfect Works? Oh, okay. I think it's in Perfect Works. The picture you're talking about. 
I just was like, that's nice, not canonical. <laughs> Glad Bot knows what he's talking about. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, I, I have perfect works. I don't even remember that picture. <laughs> I don't have perfect works. You should anyway, go talk to gross. your brother and get it back from Brother Bot. I told you it seemed like such a nice thing. I feel bad when I have it because I know it's his. It's like I, I guess they were trying to write as like, oh, we gotta do, we gotta keep it in the family for the Fatima Jasper. I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. I, I guess I if that's Sorry. if that's your thing. The thing I am curious about is how that would have worked out with the apparent original plan of having Bart be a lady and a potential love interest for Faye. Or when I say potential, I, I probably just mean that it was like a bit of a will they won't they situation, like he was the the Tifa to Ellie's Aerith. Holy shit, Bart could have been, like, a lady that says Cowabunga. <laughs> he would have been a cool lady. Bart could have been the first Melia of the series. He yep. could have been, but instead he was the first Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, imagining yeah. him with wings la- now. <laughs> lady, Bart, female Bart comes up, smacks Faye in the back of the head. How's it going, handsome? okay but like Bart becomes Bart takes the throne immediately abdicates because that's what the prior king wants and then gets voted president how does the Fatima Jasper actually relevant from then on it isn't I mean they already got the robot so then why does anybody care because look they already they put so many votes on this ship um, they put so like I, that metaphor went away the moment I started it. <laughs> the churches are weird, okay. <laughs> the, the churches are weird, and I gotta say, on that point earlier, you know, a a church organization is a pretty good front for a shadow government. Like I could see that working. That that could work, but that's not what Bart wanted. No, no, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean related to this. I was just th- it just got me thinking about it again. Well, then we had the shadow government trying to secede from the shadow government and that was just weird. It made sense, but it was like when you put it in words like that, I'm like, what the f- Would you like to uh put it in words that the game put it in? So like Lutheran. <laughs> the ethos is going to secede from Solaris because they felt like Solaris's presence wasn't really doing much. And they were going to take things into their own hands instead because Solaris was just kind of like up in the clouds. I mean, were they wrong, though? If they... Krellian weren't up there, nobody would do, be doing shit. Yeah, you went to Solaris, you saw them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, they turned everybody into Cantuna. <laughs> and then they had Cantuna cannibalism. That's still unforgivable, Satan. I can't believe you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus Christ, Satan. Yeah, Satan like, is a horrible person. I like that part where Satan like throws <laughs> back a can like oh behind his head. Oh, really good, Faye. <laughs> I wish he did that because with the <laughs> shitty graphics, everyone would have just been like, "But he ate it, right?" <laughs> they would have to make like a little graphic of particles going out behind his head, and Faye just did not he shoot seeing himself it. in the head and not eat food. <laughs> I don't understand. How do you shoot himself in the head with a tuna can? They would have had to have part of their 20 minutes of anime devoted to Satan not eating food. 
Okay, um, two more points about Satan, because I did like him as a character because he was just so awful, but also because he was pragmatically one of the better characters. But, like, okay, I really, really wish that they gave him his sword a lot earlier than halfway through Dis 2. Hmm. Or what felt like halfway through Dis 2. It was symbolic. It didn't have to be symbolic, it gave him so much more attack power. Symbolism. But attack power. I could have used that, especially in that- Symbolism. Okay, the the (laughs) Kislev dungeon? I really wanted that attack power. Oh, me? Knowing how to fight with a sword fey? I'm just simple. I'm a humble doctor. What are you talking about? You're a war criminal on both sides. I don't know what it is about stories, but I'm just attracted to conniving jerkbags like Satan. They're interesting! Oh yeah, he's definitely interesting. I'm glad he was there. Yeah. Oh yeah, this would have been a whole lot more boring if he weren't the bastard. (laughs) Um, uh, But like, okay, um, last bullet point in the romances are whack in this game is, um, (laughs) what's his marriage with Yui? It's not really there. No, but if you read Perfect Works... <laughs> but I didn't. That's so much of this game. It's like, oh, they didn't explain it, but if you got Perfect Works, there's like a whole paragraph about um, it. A I think Yui beat him in a sword fight, and then he was just like, well, I'm gonna have to marry her. Like, she's better at me than swords. Um, she must be I, bride. I, and Gaspar was like, fuck off away from my granddaughter. Well, I... I- I did pull out the um, link to the Dark Id's review of Satan, and what it said in here is that um, after rising through a bajillion ranks in Yugend, he a- attacks Shavat, thinks Yui is kind of hot, and so he backs out and then goes to Gaspar and is like, hey, can I marry your daughter? She's really hot. I didn't destroy your town or anything. And that's kind of how they got there, but, like, other than that, their marriage is pretty much dead. Maybe Satan just thinks that people that are better than him at swords are really hot. I mean, I'm not gonna say that's that's, wrong. Yeah, that that is a good way to pick uh, a partner. You just go, hey, I'm pretty good at swords, but if you're better than me at swords... (laughs) Honestly, all I remember about Yui's personality... Wait, that's not... Her personality. I just remember that she she cooked things and she would had she could do swords. Yeah, she cooks things, she can do swords, she's probably a good mom. Oh shit, she's Pyra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is Pyra probably a good mom? Yeah, I think so. I think she could okay. yeah, all right. So. Alright, yeah, she's Pyra. Um, and there's one tiny bullet point which I will read here. It says that um, Satan is secretly a spy for God Emperor of Mankind. Kane knows Faye's entire past and the fact that he's a walking WMD, but keeps that all to himself. Except his daughter Midori is psychic and knows all of this too, and was probably scared shitless every time her father invited Faye over to devour all the food in their house. You know, yeah. that's just what you do. I mean, well, if you're a growing teenage martial artist, yeah, I totally understand eating everything. But when you're a tiny five-year-old, um, you usually have some relationship with your parent unless they're abusive. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're uh, also I mean, a JRPG protagonist, one of your 
inherent traits is just being a kleptomaniac. So, and I guess honestly, that was really what the game was missing—the option to go to to Satan's house and just take his food, <laughs> take everything. <laughs> If Satan really wanted to keep an eye on this guy, he would have been like, hey, you can have my spare room. Instead of being like, hey, let's leave you with the village chief who's down the mountain between us and a valley of uh, man-eating wolves. Well, I mean, do you want to keep the nuclear warhead in your house? I don't. Hey, what are you doing in my closet again? Oh, it's it. Hey! (laughs) Oh, hello there. You can stay. <laughs> no, don't stab me with my own sword. But you or leave my him closet in door. a village with how many freaking casualty potentials? But how many of them are you? <laughs> <laughs> that part at the start where Satan's like, it doesn't matter if Dan dies. <laughs> the part of the game at the beginning where he's just like throwing Dan at the robot while simultaneously saying, Faye, be careful! There, there so many innocent! Uh, well, the way that Dan's character arc went, like, yeah, you can throw Dan at the robot. I hated Dan. I didn't like when he showed up. I didn't think he should have forgiven Faye. I think that whole last scene with him being like, yeah, Faye, I forgive you for getting the entire village killed. Just seemed a little out of place, but you know what? It happened. Shrug. He doesn't. Dan is weird because he's like written. Yeah, he's he like is. written to be hated. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I think he I was don't... drawn to be hated too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like his whole yeah, existence. Who likes Dan? Yeah. I don't know, there's some Dan Dojinshi, so somebody fucking likes him. Oh god. That's Dan's terrifying. Uh, why? I don't I've know. never seen an anime character that looked more like a Three Stooges character. Than <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> well, he looks like Chucky. He does look like that too, yeah. Oh, don't tell me that, because now I'm going to be thinking about that every time I look at Dan. <laughs> I mean, at least... Chucky never told me about his sister's bazongas. <laughs> Which reminds me, you remember that wedding dress that you get from him in the tournament? Why, yes. <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn that was going to be a gender-locked piece of armor. And then it nope. wasn't. Also, it does make you question what the hell like weddings are like in Lahan. Because it's a decent piece of armor. Yeah! Like... Alice, what were you prepping for? War, clearly. Did they go fight bosses during their wedding? A Game of Thrones wedding? Yes. So do you have any questions about the story? Uh, Slash game? Play? Gameplay? 
In no particular order. Um, does anybody actually understand how Billy's ether guns work? Ooh, ooh, I know this one. They are hooked. <laughs> they don't work. Next question. <gasps> what? Are you talking about on a gameplay level or just like in the like lore wise how they work? Uh, I mean, like in the gameplay level because the um, explanation that Prim gave is pretty convoluted. Okay, so it's they're bugged and they don't work. Yeah. Okay, so I. They're supposed to have a. They're each different type of shot is supposed to have a limited number of like bullets that you can use per thing. However, whenever I was playing, from what I could tell, it looked like you didn't actually like it would refill the clip unless you used all the bullets in like a sitting or something like that. I don't know because I was confused about guns, that too. Sorry, I bought them all. I bought all three types of bullets one time and never had to replace them for the whole game. And I used Billy a lot. So I wasn't sure how it did the count. That was just my guess. Well, when you buy the bullets, it comes with a, like a set amount, doesn't it? Or It comes with 100 yeah. per clip. Yeah. Mm. But I, as much as I use Billy, I don't see me not having used 100 in the course of the rest of the game. I think I did run out once. But um, yeah. more importantly, it's like... Um, well, if you use the triangle button or the X button, that does contribute to the count, but if you use the square button, it doesn't. So I think that's what's supposed to be the ether bullets. However, because there are two guns and only one button, I thought they were just regular old bullets with no specialties mapped to them. I did try changing them out a few times, but I didn't see any differences. Yeah, they're bugged, so changing them out does nothing. Uh, all it does is that the square is an ether attack, so if you're fighting something that, you know, eats ether, the square will heat will heal them. But in terms of like what element they are, you can't control that. It doesn't matter what you do, it's bugged and it does not work. But uh in terms of ammo count, the only guns that are supposed to have a limited number of ammo are the small gun and the big gun. He says specifically that the ether guns are magic special things and he makes the bullets out of magic mm -hmm. and therefore they have infinite ammo because shut up they do makes sense so that is billy's guns next question okay <laughs> how on earth did Faye wind up with sophia's cross when groff had it and khan wasn't groff yet yep that's a good question next <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the you're talking about the necklace thing, right? Yeah, yeah the necklace. Okay. Yeah, got it from his mama. That's all I can come up with. Um, his yeah. mom stole a holy relic. You know, okay. some things are better left to mystery. <laughs> um, it was actually a replica, which makes way more sense if we just assume that, like. Sophia's necklace got real, real popular, and then, you know, others were sold. So it wasn't literally Sophia's necklace, it was just a replication of it, because why wouldn't they replicate that? Of course, because there's always a gift shop. Yeah, I mean, so they replicated she got it at the, the Nissan gift shop. Made in Kislev. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they actually sell the portrait? Like, was that actually up for sale recently? Oh, like yeah. in real life, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Square made it. Yes, <laughs> yes, they, they did. That was the thing you could buy. Three. Yeah, I remember it was ridiculously expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to answer your question, I mean, um, this is just a theory, but um, 
I know that Miang, you know, converted Groff to being evil and whatnot, so I don't know if at some point Miang took the necklace and then was keeping it as Karen. But, like, Miang and Groff are both technically spirits, so they're not tangible, so... You're gonna have to do a lot more work in order to get that necklace. I don't know I about that. I would just say that I don't. I don't I mean, think they they're not tangible. tangible. But I don't think that she can control what she has when she body hops. Oh, uh, okay, that's what you mean. So I think it's just it's a replica necklace. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it was made in Keyslip by prisoners. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Do you not like the prison system in Keyslip? No, we already talked about battling. No, I don't. Pre- I don't like the idea that it's a plastic for... replica made in Keyslove because it's not everybody else, everybody else is talking about it like it's the genuine item. Well, Obviously, it just fell out of fashion. Fashion to have this. Let us know. There's no rule that says the fate can't be as good as the original. That part in the game where Indiana Jones comes in is like, it belongs in a museum! It's like, that was a reference, and if you understood it, I'm sorry. Moving onward, um... So, we had that one fight where Ellie was completely drugged. And they talk about all those after-effects of Drive, and they even give us a cute little cutscene where she winds up, what, murdering a whole bunch of people because she's high. And then... Cute little cutscene. After the cute little cutscene and I whoop her ass, which unfortunately took two tries because um, explosion damage killed me at the very last second. The first time. That was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, then Drive just becomes this random item that you pick up sometimes and it gives you a permanent stat boost. But they did nothing with it. Story-wise, is there anything in Perfect Works that elaborates on Drive? I will say that it's actually that Ellie had a notably bad reaction to Drive. It seems that the way that they address that, most people don't have Ellie's sort of, like, flip-out moment with Drive. Ellie was special. It then even because so, they do say specifically It's just Ellie a really bad side drive. effect. But, yeah. But then, like, you would want to put that particular point into the game so like if i gave her a tablet of drive it should have done something ridiculous with her stats but no it just went up by one point like everybody else i mean it is a missed opportunity but i don't know that i would call it anything other than gameplay story segregation okay yeah okay um can't believe they condone the use of drive i know right uh, uh, I disagree. I think you should absolutely drug up Choo Choo so she's your best healer for Gears. Shove <laughs> so many drugs <laughs> in that hamster. Cracks out hamster. Okay, um... So, um, there's... There's an item that showed up probably maybe around the 30, maybe 40 hour mark called the B-Circuit in the shop. The description on the B-Circuit is uh, basically it's good for snow and uh, snowy terrain. So I thought there was going to be a snow dungeon or maybe just like a field area where there was a lot of snow at some point. Which eventually they did fulfill, but it was so last minute that I asked myself, why has this been in the game for so long? 
we just get the snow hideout at the end, and at that point I'm like, why am I even bothering hanging out here? I'm just going to go straight to Deus from here. I think there are just a few things that are kind of left over in the game from when their ideas were bigger. Mm-hmm. Was that part of the cut areas? It's been a while since I looked at those. Uh, the snow hike down? Yeah. Or, no, like, was there any plans to, no, like, make that any bigger? Field. There might have been plans to make it bigger that I don't know for certain. Uh, but I'm just thinking, in general, it was probably a, oh, we're going to have a snow level, let's put this item in, and then they right. never made the snow and level. They, they just never ended up doing it at the end of the day. Yeah. Even so, we- I would not have expected it to have shown up as early as it did. It, not knowing enough about, you know, game making, it might have just been a, hey, while well, we're making all this other thing that causes this effect, it's easy enough to make this thing that causes this effect, because they have other environmental circuits that, right. you know, you do go into the environment, so it might have exactly. just been, hey, while well, we're making the desert circuit and the underwater circuit, let's make the snow circuit. Exactly, so it's possible that- in And then just didn't have the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible that they had made the map relatively early on and they had included it there, but unfortunately weren't able to fully flesh it out. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is all speculation, guys, so, you know, I'm not stating any of this as fact. That's right, yeah. Pure will get you. D- yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Pure oh, will be me. outside of my house screaming okay, at okay. me. It doesn't matter, the game sucks. <gasps> we won't it does suck. It. Um, when are we going to get that um, reenactment of the entirety of Xenogears with Sock Puppets? Uh, well, Laundry Day is tomorrow, and that is <laughs> when I will be close to a dollar store and can buy several packs of socks and deal with the judgment of the guy at the <laughs> counter who thinks I have the world's stinkiest feet. <laughs> Wait, buying more socks makes people think you have stinky feet? If I buy too many socks, they will think I have the stinkiest of feet. Well, how many socks would be too many socks? I don't... I mean, how many cast of Xenogears? That's a great question. How many cast of Xenogears? Just tell them you have a pet octopus. (laughs) (laughs) I would love it if you bought all those socks, and then, like, the guy, like, the clerk, just happens to be, like, a sock aficionado, and just (laughs) giving you tips on which ones about... Oh, you're buying these socks today? Oh, no, no. I mean, it's a dollar store. Yeah. (laughs) It would also be funny if he, like, saw how many socks I was buying and then threw in a free, you know, car air freshener. (laughs) Here you go, (laughs) kiddo. For your stinky feet that keep destroying your socks. Need all you can get. Oh, these socks are for plebeians. You need this brand. (laughs) I think any socks you get at the dollar store are for plebs. So, socks aside... What's your next question, Solancho? Um, so, um, save cubes are not cubes. Nope. Why? No. I because <laughs> you just wanted to call them that. Because <laughs> a cube okay, is a like... six-dimensional object, and they're, they're or they're six-sided objects of equal sides, and uh, that's not what they are. That's why they're not cubes. Do we know what like the official term is for the Japanese version? Maybe because. Save files are square. Oh, yeah, might be. Oh, that—that's one of those things that I feel like they just kind of pick the name. We're just like, all right, this sounds cool. We'll Luca go with didn't it. Explain it. I don't give a crap. Moving <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Luca ripped me off. I had made all that hard written cash, and then she just stole all of it out from under me. I was supposed what? to you buy pencils didn't... with that for my studies. Any of it. 
you took it from your mattress. <laughs> I don't remember Lucas stealing things from you in the Yeah, she game. takes money from you. She She's can like, that take was a money, great yeah. explanation, so I'm gonna oh, take money because my right. explanation oh, does, is so now good. I remember. I played the beginning of the game recently, and it's funny, if you have some money, but not a lot, she will take your money, but then you will be in debt to her. What? <laughs> oh my like, god. It's like you owe me this much money. But and then you have to perfect. do the pay Luca back side quest. How do you do that if she basically dies when everybody else does in the village? She doesn't die, she, she just goes into Chrono Cross. Yeah, she just teleports. I think, that, I think that's just called debt forgiveness. Like she, She's gotta fund her orphanage somehow. Yeah. Spoilers for Chrono Trigger. I have some very mixed feelings about her, and I did play the beginning of Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I'm gonna probably gonna go delete that file anyways because it's been way too long and I'm pretty sure I missed some things. Probably. But, uh, so yeah, uh, they're cubes because that's the word they used. Anyways, it's really cute that they have a little um, scene where there's like the, the save cube manufactory in the middle of Solaris. Uh, that's how the Gazel Ministry is spying on your party. But, like... How many other <laughs> games go out of their way to be like, oh, by the way, this uh, interactive element, here it is in the background, we're gonna make it. Yeah, not too many games, especially of the time, did that, <laughs> yeah. though. But yes, Chrono Cross did that as well. Which it did share a, a writer from Zeno Years, so... I've, hmm. I think, yeah, it was becoming a bit more popular to explain what the fuck the save point was, though there are still plenty of games even today where it's just like, it's the save point and move on with your goddamn life. Those cheeky game designers. So, yeah. Plus uh, immersion. There's actually a really a, a cute little comic in the official Four Coma thing where it's... Faye and party have never saved, so at some point Krillian is asking the Gazel Ministry where they are, and they're like, uh, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> they didn't save! We don't know where they are! That is cute. I'll find it so you can post it. I guess that's what's uh, gonna be our picture for this one, then? Not the Bartweiser beer? We'll figure out a picture later, mm. but... We should I, have I one of our that. sponsor, Bartweiser. Ramses and him have, like, clashed how many times and you couldn't even put a tracking device on Faye? <laughs> well, because their tracking device was the memory cubes. But if I you... know! <laughs> they couldn't make a compact one to put on him. Anyway, uh, what other questions do you demand answers from us? Um, I think we talked about this yesterday, but I'm not quite sure if it was before or after David had his unfortunate incident with the computer. The crash. The crash. Um, so, like, what kind of a freaking moron doctor lives on top of a mountain after a, an entire valley of wolves? Satan. What if he just wanted a nice view from his window? I mean, it's pretty clear that they're not a problem for Satan. Yeah, True. I mean, it might or be that Faye, he for that matter. expects to... No, did anyone, did anyone have any trouble with the start of that game at all? Yes. Okay, I don't mean the jumping, I mean the fights. Oh. 
Although that well, does bring into question how good Satan is at jumping. The HP gobbling hopgobs. I didn't find them to be that bad. I don't remember anything being like a, no, nothing more than was horrible. Two hits at the start. It yeah. was just the jumping that was. Yeah. For me. I forgot how far into the game you were before you realized that there were two jumps. Wait, there are two jumps. Yeah. There's the mm-hmm. normal triangle jump and then there's circle triangle. Yeah, the jump higher. Oh, the running farther. jump. Yeah. Thing. Oh yeah. No, you don't actually have to run. You just have to hold the circle button while you hit the triangle button. Mm. Do you have any other problems with Satan? I have many problems with Satan. He's a bastard. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, also probably the best character. Um, but moving on from that, um, he has two surnames. What the fuck, guys? Warren Zevon also has two surnames. Warren is a permissible first name. Huga well, is not. That's like saying my name is um, Smith Jones. You wouldn't do that. Actually, that actually, in fantasy land, names can be whatever. That's a good point. But also, I don't really want to give Nether Realm Studios a pass for Takeda Takahashi because that's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dudes. You could put slightly more than the minimum effort. Okay, next dumb question is, um, Yui Uzuki is an extremely Japanese name. Yes. I will totally accept that Satan decided he was going to take on a, a false identity, and furthermore, decide to take his wife's name in marriage, because why the fuck not? It's a great cover story. How okay. come they're the only family in, in the entirety of Shavat? That has a Japanese name. Because we don't see everybody in Shavat. How many of the NPCs did you ask their names? Like, you don't know. Don't there were a bunch of Akitos running names, around. Yeah. Takeda Takahashi was there. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I try to tell people about Fei Fong Wong, they think it's a really goofy name. That he was named after Wang Feifan. Who is a real person. Yeah. So just tell them they fucking racist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really what it boils down to. Most people who are stupid and racist will say dumb things about Chinese names and I get angry. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Next question. Okay. Well... How about on the way to Satan's house, there's a whole bunch of things that um, we had to pick up. And the payoff for some of those <laughs> things didn't come until, like, nearly the end game. So... That, oh, that happened. To be fair, lot. you didn't have to pick them up. I just made you pick them up. I know, but, like, Midori's ring, I expected to hand it off to her when we finally met them again in Shavat, but no. I didn't even get to do it there. I had to go... All the way to Dis 2, then mess around in some other places, and then go back to Shavat. And only then do I get to give the ring back to her. It's like we forgot about it until the very last second, and like, oh wait, there was this one plot point that you made in the first area. I'm just liking to imagine that they were like, you want your ring back? Too bad. And then at the end of the game, they're like, oh, okay. (laughs) I just imagine that Faye completely forgot until all of his personalities and, like, memories merged and then he was like oh shit i never gave that ring back 
I like yeah, that nice rush before the end where they're like, all right, let's just wrap up whatever loose ends we could think of. But anyways, yeah, the um, the Hercules ring would have been really useful probably about 40 hours ago. Like, if it came up around the same time as the wizardry ring, then I would have used it. I would have done all of my level grinding with both of those rings on. I would have gotten would all of like my to death blows. what the rings do? Okay, um, the the wizardry ring was supposed to give you extra points toward your uh, death blow so you learn them faster, and um, the Hercules ring was supposed to increase the number of EXP you got in general. Um, but, yeah. By the time you get that ring, um, you are one fight away from the end, so, like, experience points don't matter at this point. Like, you needed that thing, like, way in the beginning. Why did you save it until the end? Like, you could have just, like, not given me anything and I would have been okay. Padding. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I like the idea <laughs> I mean, of yeah, probably. quote unquote having to go to disc two implies disc two is a different place. <laughs> <laughs> Practically is. It is. Yeah. It's, it's a, a different, different game. dimension. It's I a have different to go game. to disc two. So that feels like a different game. <laughs> Version of the map that you can fly on. <laughs> Which it's like that's another thing, actually, you bring that up. That think about how late in the game they give you the ability to go everywhere, like yeah. fly anywhere super easily. In like that's the coolest feature of the Yggdrasil is whenever it gets the ability to fly, and you can't do it until like what the last twenty minutes of the game, unless you you know you spend that time. As you I mean, you can spend as much time as you want doing whatever, tying up all the loose ends with it. But you get it before but, that. I yeah, you get, you get it, it when you get Maria. Yeah. You can fly beforehand. You want to talk about games where they take forever to give you your fucking uh, spaceship thing that my brain is forgetting what this, the fucking term is. Airship. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, Tales of Destiny. Oh. I'm at, like, near the second to last dungeon. I still just have a boat. Oh, You got a wow. dragon, though. I don't have a dragon. My dragon is broken. Your dragon broke? But there isn't. My dragon has been broken. I only had it for a cutscene and then it broke, and now I have a boat, which is a dragon, but not the same dragon. There are two dragons. <laughs> I hope you sent your dragon to the hospital. Or the <laughs> okay, I got my broken ship dragon that I can't use right now. I can only use it, like, just before the final dungeon. And then I have my ship dragon, which is fine, but it's a ship. And then you have the ant. The ant, it just goes up and down. It's an elevator. It's a glorified elevator. Hmm. Okay, okay. So. Good game. Good game. Yeah. Returning to Xenogears and my attempt to read my own notes, which are typed up, but still pretty much about as bad as my own handwriting. Why did you pick such a shitty font, then? This conversation didn't go in the order of my notes. It's trying to um, go in some order, and clearly conversations don't go in logical order, so shrug emoji. 
can't believe you were destroying the mysticism around this podcast. Yes, we've never but referenced the fact that we have notes. <laughs> Meanwhile, no, you probably like heard me shuffling actual papers in the previous two. <laughs> if I wrote this by hand, oh my gosh, I'd probably be 20 pages. My handwriting is bad. I have a few more notes on Satan, though, before we move on. Wait, what? Uh... There are, like, two more points on Satan here, though, I mean... One of them's about Midori, although it's... Anyway. Uh... You have the sleeper agent thing. We discussed that, though. Okay. Yeah, um, we discussed that right. way, way in the beginning of yesterday. Look, you want me to That's remember true. shit from yesterday? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is all in one one take. Well, 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 there was no part one or part two. No, no. You're gonna have to do a lot of editing to get the that out, dude. It's it's already been mentioned so many times. That this is two parts. We're just gonna replace it with like random hot sounds that Franz has recorded. You know that would be perfect. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, what's your next point on this list? Um, I'm trying to find them. Um, it starts with Bart. Well, that was something you had mentioned uh, yesterday. Or the day before that. Yeah, um, that um, some of your doujins actually... Oh, no, uh, not that one. <laughs> spell Bart's name wrong, but you know what? That's okay. Pat, yeah, Pat. that wasn't the point I meant. Uh, but it, I, I just thought it was interesting that they, when writing the names in English, because they did not know how it would be localized, uh, incorrectly guessed Balto. And uh, President Balto becomes president because of popular support which makes no sense I like I don't want to be a monarch I want to be a pirate no no I'm gonna abdicate no you're not gonna abdicate you're gonna be a rightfully governing person because we decided so because what is government I mean they had just been supporting this guy's rise to power for a while so when he says actually I don't want it they're gonna go excuse you yeah you do we have died for you, sir. Put Sigurd in charge. <laughs> He's actually competent. <laughs> I mean, Bart basically does put Sigurd in charge. Oh, okay, now I'm on board. Okay, I was like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Sigurd for president. President Balto. Oh, that's what confused me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Balto? And then, <laughs> we just and then covered who the fuck Balto is. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you incorrectly guess how Barito is going to be, you know, localized in English. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get it. I was, I had to pull start my my brain a little bit a few times. You saw all of the pictures from the other night, didn't you? The pictures are just a caption that says Balto. No, I did not see those. Scroll up. <laughs> We'll worry we'll about that later. Okay. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Now is not the time. Moving onward. Um, yeah, one last point I would like to make uh, before we start wrapping up, I guess, unless you can think of something else, is that um, when you fight with... Um, I can think of names. Emeralda. Um, yeah. And she casts... Um, how do you pronounce this? Aquadam? Aquadam? 
Whatever, the um, full area water attack? Um, the animation for that particular spell is all of the, the robots ascending and then a deluge of water and some stones floating in it, right? When you actually fight her as a boss, all four of the robots go up before the deluge of water comes in. That's a mistake. I don't remember that. Hold on. I gotta look that up. Wait, the the robots can't be buoyant? It's that they should be on screen because they're being attacked, because normally when Emeralda uses the attack while your party's gears go away, the enemy stays to indicate they are being hurt. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so you ascend and you don't get any water damage, but then actually you take all this hit point damage. So... That was one of her spells. Yes, correct? I one did say spells. that. Okay, so the problem is you're not supposed to use her spells. You're supposed to use her death blows. Mm. I'm kidding. Well, she's <laughs> supposed to use her death blows. But then she just spams you with magic instead. Yeah. Uh, actually, one more point that I. Oh yeah, Sorry. yeah, gotcha. But one one more point that I see on this list that I know was not brought up last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a note here that says id equal Hisoka from Hunter x Hunter, or is it just Hunter Hunter? It's Hunter Hunter. The X I've is always said the... Hunter Hunter, yeah. There is no pronunciation of the X, it's just there for the look. Hunter okay. multiplied by Hunter. Yes. Hunter times Hunter. <laughs> Hunter. It's yeah. Hunter squared. It, That's yes. how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> anyway, I have nothing to add to this because I have not seen the show. Uh, it's made obvious by my not being sure how to say the title. I just figured yeah. that was something that might be fun for people who have heard of the show to discuss. It's just funny to me because I've never heard anybody make that connection before. Well, I've never heard that either. <laughs> well, okay, think about think about it this way. What does Hisoka bring to Hunter Hunter? He's he's a clown. He's yeah. ostentatious as hell, has a great stage presence. Every time he comes in, we don't know what's gonna happen. We know something's gonna happen. We don't know. He doesn't know. Things are going to happen, and they are off the walls. Yeah, that makes sense. And we, because he's an antagonist, there's always a lot of tension between all of the characters when it happens, so they're all like extremely wound up. So when Id makes his first appearance uh, in Zaboim, when uh, Krellian's checking out with um, Emeralda and this rando just breaks in and it's like hi i'm gonna go fight you now it just it felt like one of those kinds of scenes yeah he's a complete wild card absolute wild card and it's part of why i really love that fight you just you just i do like that too. you felt tense like i as the player was like oh crap something absolutely horrible is gonna go wrong and i put in like 300 percent of my attention into this one fight yeah, it's a good character. I I felt exact. I mean, I felt exactly the same way about that fight. I think that was the best fight in the game, and I think that the mood for it was set like just right with all the things that were. Because I mean, it does. You're in the middle. It, it's not that alone. It's also that you're in the middle of like something else, and you think that you know, you think, oh no, they're getting away, and then that happens, and it's like, what? This is like I did not expect this like right here (laughs) and it's such a powerful presence that it puts off there and such and 
you know more as the player because you've seen the like the few cutscenes that they've had where he's just like fucking some shit up like full size gears. Yeah, it just turns emergency into a full on crisis, and I did appreciate that. And yes, that is the best fight in the entire game. I thought you also liked the id fight in the mindscape, or not in the mindscape, but well, phase in the mindscape. Um, in the blue zone. No, I didn't I... say anything about that one. Okay, I thought you had said something in no, the that, past. No, so. uh, that one in Sublime was the one that I was... The one I was Delete! I think also that the backdrop of the Zeboim ruins, like, yes. yeah. how really far pretty. below you, like, an entire ancient city, like, what looks like thousands and thousands of feet below you as, like, the backdrop for that fight really helps as a, as a set piece yes. for yeah. the mood. Um, there's, there's, like, a multitude of reasons, really. The, the music really did it for me in that fight. I actually had not thought very much about that track uh, until I got to that fight, and that, that fight made that track, like, one of my favorites in the game. And that would be the one who is torn apart? Mm-hmm. Okay. The one who is torn apart. Okay. I haven't actually Either. seen the track list for this, so I'm... I'm pretty sure that sounds pretty awesome in Japanese, but in English it just sounds so awkward. Speaking of awkward songs, uh, what is the name of the ending song? And could you tell us anything about the, like, just describe it, but I don't know, the way that maybe my brother would. I'm going to regurgitate everything that you had said. Okay. Off-brand Celine Dion. End quote. Yes, that is what my brother had said about it. 20 some odd years ago when he beat the game he complained about the off-brand Celine Dion and then I think David you also called it off-brand Celine Dion me? yeah you. oh yeah yeah the Titanic <laughs> yep so it, it, and what's the title did we say? nope small two of pieces of pizza small two of pizza Small two pizzas. Two small pieces of pizza. Could you, yes. could you repeat that a little louder? I've got the. I've, I'm ordering on the phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> like two small pizzas. Hey, Domino's. Two small of pizzas. What? It's a two small, small of two pizza. pizzas. Small of two pizzas. What? <laughs> Alright, anything else that you want to bring up that you may have already brought up but don't remember? And actually, I have one more question for you after you answer that. Um, honestly, I actually don't remember what we discussed yesterday. Well, if there's anything where you're like, I really want to make sure I say this and you're not sure, that's fine too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said most of those things. Okay. Um. Actually, no, I'm not sure anymore. But you know what? That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. fine. I know one thing we need to talk about that I'm, I am almost certain we did not talk about. Final dungeon. No, some of the well, that and some of the boss fights in general. Okay. Um, okay. I remember there being one in particular that you had mentioned to us before. 
uh, really not lacking. Yeah. And I don't think you mentioned it. Oh, yes. Shakan. bald man. Shakan can go eat my calculator. What kind of insult is that? I've never... <laughs> go eat my calculator. <laughs> I mean, I, that I, from I, time. What? I can't say. <laughs> okay, I, I I can't say anything more profane than eat my shorts on this. We, we can't. Oh you, shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, fuck. fuck us. Oh, but like, okay, um. Our, our wonderful viewers remember this fight where he's basically got himself um, a power cable and he sticks it into the power source that's standing right behind him and he's like constantly <laughs> pulling HP. So like after probably getting my ass handed to me a half a dozen times, I feel like if it wasn't actually that it felt like it, um, we whipped out a calculator and tried to do the... the um, the math just so he could figure out are we gating on this bastard's hit points or not because this fight was obnoxious i can't believe they copied cheap this fight for chibi robo <laughs> it's like chibi robo real big hey. shakan is like a gear with a gas station if the gas station were indestructible yeah <laughs> I, okay to be fair if you tried to do the ashura fight in uh, final fantasy 4 because that's a side quest um, it's not actually mandatory, unlike this bastard. Um, it was doable, but I didn't even have time to sit down and think. I was just like, okay, heal everybody, try not to die, and pound the shit out of this lady until hopefully either everybody dies or she dies, whichever comes first. And I really thought I was going to have to do that fight twice, but somehow, miraculously, I beat Ashura in one try with only four characters. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, war of attrition to that one. Yeah, that one was brutal, but nothing like Shakan. Shakan was just, like, just sitting there and being sassy about it. <laughs> At least, and, like, the, the humor of him trying to do a melee attack while he's hooked up to the machine kind of fizzles out after a bit when it's like, this is my third try. Just, just die, just die, dude. I don't remember having issues. In he I, was pretty obnoxious. I, I agree. Either, honestly, I have to like but... look up this fight to be honest. No. I I remember it being very obnoxious. So you are. It wasn't my there. least favorite fight in the game, but it was real close to it. Which was your least favorite then? Oh, opiumorph. Oh, I thought that one was pretty easy, honestly. I didn't like Opium Well, it was more. if you knew what to do, yeah. And I also too. didn't like the dais with, like, the having the HP. Gross rotten turtle dais. I, I the, okay, so the thing about Opium more for me is, like, I, whenever I figured out how to beat him, I was like, if I hadn't figured this out, I feel like I could have been here for freaking ever. It would have been especially bad if I had had to watch that, like, 20-minute cutscene right before that fight multiple times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, yeah, this is probably the worst. This is just way too specific. Oh, this fight. Before I get to my question, I actually have two more points that I don't think we addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them is the 
meeting of Margie and Billy. Uh, yes, I I thought that was really cute. Or they're like, oh, let's talk about a comparative religion sometime. And then uh, Margie addresses Billy with the wrong rank. It just, it's just like, oh, this is this is a tiny little cultural note about the difference between the churches of Ethos and Nissan. Cute. But that's really all I had to say about it. And Billy doesn't correct her. I think he's gloating secretly. <laughs> Why, yes, I am a father. Yes, I, I got him promoted! <laughs> um, and the other thing is mostly because I know Justin has a note on this, but the Solarin mobile suppression unit um, dandelion thing fight. I think that was where the Yggdrasil the, 4? Yeah, but the Yggdrasil 4. Uh, yes, the one tiny fight where you are a gigantic um, robot who gets to use a giant submarine as a battering ram against an even more obscenely large robot. <laughs> Let's be real, guys. If something like that were to show up, I'm pretty sure that it's probably at least as big as the giant robot that Eggle was probably piloting. Are you talking about McConus? <laughs> or the one that, uh, no, probably Yaldabaoth. Oh, okay, okay. I cannot remember the names of half of these gears. Uh, so Eggle was the guy, and he was inside Yaldabaoth, and Yaldabaoth piloted the the other McConus. So which part of the you know when you say it that way? He's the size of the biggest big robot. Okay, so that would be the McConus. Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Uh, uh, A robot in a robot in a robot. Exactly, nesting robot dolls. God, if I could paint nesting robot dolls of Eggle, Yaldabaoth, and the McConus, I would. I would love that. That'd be amazing. It would be really good, but I cannot fucking do that. I cannot translate those designs into Matroska dolls. Where are we going to even get those dolls? Oh, you can you can get those that can be customized. That's not a problem. The only robot I think I could easily do that with is that one from that Expelled from Paradise movie. You just made because it's just an egg robot? <laughs> <laughs> you can also do Eve from Wally. Yes, that's true. Okay, uh, and now my question. Mm-hmm. So based on your experience with Gears and your experience with Saga the Anime, what are your thoughts about what you will experience in Saga the Game? Specifically Xenosaga the Game. Um, episodes 1 and 2 are probably going to be a slog. But I have to do both of them in order for episode 3 to make sense, because that's where you get all of the good robot fighting. I am looking forward to actually fun robot fighting. Well, the good news is that in 1, you can just ignore that you have robots entirely. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the game is actually pretty fun. 1 is actually... I think 1 is fun, yeah. I I think 1 is good. I... Also, think I've been very hard on Xenosaga One in the past because I remember when I first played Xenosaga One, I I loved it for about ten hours, and then I just stopped. Like I just got really fed up with the battle system, 
and I kind of just forced myself through it, mm-hmm. and I wasn't exactly enjoying playing it. And then Zenosaka 2 was kind of the same way, but then more recently I was playing Zenosaka 1 to capture footage, and I don't know, like the battle system just seemed to kind of click with me a lot more, mm-hmm. and I just had a hard time putting it down. <laughs> Um, I am a little bit daunted by the whole menu process. Like, it just seems like it's from that era of too many submenus is better. One's menus suck. Two's menus, not so bad. Three's menus are pretty much perfect. But one's menus kind of like... It it does a really poor job of explaining to you things. Yeah, it, it really does. Like... Luckily... Yeah. Oh, go on. Like, in just in the beginning of the game, just make sure to take your heal from whatever your healer is and copy and paste it to all of your other characters. That will get you through the game. Ah, uh, yeah. Because the game is, like, not very specific about, oh, hey, you can, like, copy and paste skills from your other characters to your other characters. You can do what? Yeah. You have to use, like, points. You have to use it, points, but, yes, but you, you are allowed to do that. Yeah, uh, I was going to say on the bright side about Xenosaga 1 is I found that you don't have to spend just a whole lot of time in those menus at least. So there is that that is nice. Every once in a while, of course, but episode not just you won't have to once you get what you're doing. Yeah, in episode 1. I feel like once you get what you're doing, you only have to change stuff here and there. Yeah, and I should also say that like if you're used to faster battle animations, you're not going to get that in Zenosaga 1. They, some of them can take a while. And you can skip a couple of them. Like, I know you can skip X-Buster and, um, Erdekaiser. Mm-hmm. But like, X-Buster, Erdekaiser, part of Maiden's Kiss. And part of Maiden's Kiss, yes. Transformations. Anything that has but, uh, CG. otherwise, like, what was that? Oh, I was just saying anything that has, like, a CG cutscene, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anything that's not rendered within the battle itself, uh, you can, you can actually skip. But like, that's from that era of, uh, long attack animations and crazy summon animations. So, mm-hmm. those can get annoying, uh, if you're used to faster battles. And that was one of the things that actually kind of drove me insane when I first played Saga. Because like, they're cool animations. Don't get me wrong. You'll see them and you're like, oh wow, that's actually really cool. But after having to watch them for the 20th time, it can get a bit grating. I still like watching Ziggy's kick. Yeah, I... I, Saga 1 is... Like, it's actually fun, but it's actually kind of easy. Like... It's my favorite. Yeah, it's... it, It is easy, and... Also, probably my biggest issue with the battle system more than anything else is lack of variety in the battle music. There's a battle theme that's really good, but I really wish there was an actual boss theme. Yeah. I mean, lack of variety in the music is the biggest criticism one can say for the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a big one, for sure. I could almost throw that complaint at Xenogears, honestly. Gears is weird with its uh, music, too. It like it, have it that has. Many, but they there's a good. few situations where it changes it up, and there's like a different song that's not usually a battle theme. I used to um, like the music in battle, which I like, but 
there's a lot of times in Xenogears where it's just one of two songs, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, there aren't that many tracks, but the tracks are very good, whereas with Saga 1, I found that there aren't that many tracks, and most of them are kind of forgettable. Yeah. Um, I liked a couple of them. But yeah, yeah. there are a couple good ones, but a lot of them are just like, uh... Well, and also that the dungeons boss. are completely silent. Why would you do that? Yeah, I hope you like footsteps. In Saga is like the pinnacle of footsteps. Yeah, it's really weird. The Saga two and three are much better about that, yeah, but yes. yeah, that first game is <laughs> definitely going to throw you for a loop at first. Oh, um, also, having listened to the Saga three OST with basically no context, it kind of all does sound pretty much the same which is very much like the whole church choir stuff like I've told you guys the amount of Christianity and this has made me squick um I'm very hesitant about this game but I'm gonna do it because you guys asked you don't have to do anything no no I don't but like I feel like being part of this group for so long I should definitely at least try it you are okay no peer pressure. That's, that's fair this exactly. is totally peer pressure. <laughs> That's also How kind is this of peer like pressure when we just said you don't have to do it? Self pressure. It's like the opposite of like, peer pressure. Th- there's an invisible goal, Mark. I feel like I have to just like at least give you the patience and time of day to try both of both of these games which are within my grasp. Whereas like I'm sorry, uh Xenoblade, as beautiful as you look, I just don't have it in me to do it. I really just don't have that skill set. If I did, okay. I would totally do it. I'm perfectly happy to play in stream two for you. I just have to finish my last playthrough. Whichever of you guys does it first, I'm looking forward to this. Yep. I have a list, actually, of things I want to finish in Xenoblade 2 before I start my new game plus file. Um, I think I'm so once I get those done, so I, I will actually start it. Right. And then start a second new game plus file, and maybe one day I'll actually get Nim. Yeah, because what's crazy about Xenoblade 2 is that there's actually, like, yeah. a lot of new content in New Game Plus. There's a whole bunch of blades that I never got to see, because they're exclusive to New Game Plus. Yeah, I was the same way. I I was like, no, I'm going to get all these things before I do it, and I, honestly, I'm thinking about just going into New Game Plus <laughs> at some point, because I, I'm only missing two blades that I can get in the first playthrough. <laughs> I'm just missing one. Yeah, I I got all the blades. It was kind of funny because it was MAGFest where I brought my Switch and one of the people that I was um with in the hotel room, they just took my game and were just activating core crystals and got the rest of the rare blades for me. Wow, wow. that's lucky. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Special thanks so, to that person. Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> I kind of set... I got so many and I mostly started sitting setting the extra blade stuff aside so I could just work on affinity charts because I was having a lot more fun doing that. Yeah, what I'm doing is I'm going to finish every affinity chart that I started and any of the blades that I got more recently where I haven't touched at all, I'm going to save all of them for New Game Plus. Alright. But Anyways, back to Xenogears and how our squid feels about it. Um, Did we actually talk about the final dungeon in the last one or should I talk about it now? Oh, go ahead and talk about it now, because in the worst case, Uh, we repeat ourselves. Exactly. Okay, final dungeon time. 
That first floor, not too bad. That second floor was miserable. I remember it took me a couple tries to beat it. Like, um... Second floor just uh, takes forever. Yeah, it does. And even with the map, I was like, what on earth is happening here? Because I couldn't find the switches. But that's because I was looking for a very different kind of switch. I didn't realize I was supposed to be looking for the laser light beams. And then after that, and um, two ASCII maps and a hand-drawn map. I did actually go that far. I just pulled out a pen and just scribbled the whole thing out. Then I was finally able to get through that whole dungeon. Jeez, that took me, what, three hours? <laughs> no, that checks out. Yeah. That's that's about how, that's close to how long that dungeon takes for, even if you have like a guide in front of your face and know where, everywhere to go, that's about how, it would take at least two hours, I think, in most cases. I know it definitely took me more than two hours, but I think it was three because of how many times I had to double back. Um, and then we get to the final boss. Um, so I, with all that buildup, I was actually expecting either Miang or Ellie to actually just show up and we'd have to fight her. But then we didn't. Nope. No, we just got these um, iridescent blob things. And, um, yeah, so I fought the iridescent blob things first, and then finally did Deus, and I blew through that fight really quickly. I was surprised, honestly. Yeah. You got through that super fast. Yeah. I think yeah. the only part of the Deus fight that gave me a, gave me much trouble was the, the emblem on the floor mm-hmm. thing. Oh, the one that drains your fuel? Yeah, that one was pretty annoying. But other than that, I don't think I had a lot of trouble with any of the um, others. The one that killed me the first time around was actually the one that stops time. So um, I accidentally hit the the uh, bubble before I could change characters. So two of my party members were already at like less than 50%. And then um, whatever that thing was, the pendulum thingy, I think... Um, no, was it the pendulum thingy? Well, anyways, um, it stopped time, so only one of those characters actually had a turn to heal, and then none of the other party members were able to do anything, so that's how she got two out of three people in like the first turn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one of those, you fight the start screen from Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Is that's that what like- that is? It is now. That's like my least favorite part about all, basically all of the bosses from Xenogears is that like almost all of them have a mechanic that you have to deal with that you never see again. They're super gimmicky. And you have not seen up until that point. And I'm just like, um, how am I supposed to deal with this? And if I don't have a guide and I've never seen it before, like... Like, the only reason I don't complain about, like, Saga 3 is because Saga 3 basically, like, kind of tells you. But, like, Gears is kind of silly. It's super gimmicky with the boss fights. <laughs> Especially, the, like, the further in you get, the more gimmicky the boss fights get. Oh, it's a challenge. Sometimes it spices really things clear. up every once in a while. Yeah. Perfect game. No. <laughs> Far from perfect. perfect. <laughs> game. 
it's not ter- it's not terrible that it does that by any means. What, you don't mean Gears isn't the greatest PlayStation game ever made? It's the best RPG exactly. ever, guys. That's yeah. the best thing that Square has ever produced. Yes. It is absolutely flawless. The storytelling is absolutely perfect. It, no other game comes anywhere close to being as uh, great and serious as Gears. Not like that other anime bullcrap that's infected the rest of the genre. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest was a more coherent plotline. Oh, I'm just saying what people say online. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I thought you were reading my diary. That too. I thought you were like reading from Reddit or something. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I post my diary on Reddit. What (laughs) up? We should just start inserting <laughs> a copy pasta of that everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Hey. Anyways, um, yeah, so I got through days pretty quickly because I buffed up Satan way too much. Because um, <laughs> I gave him the Kishin sword and then um, that thing that puts uh, your engine into overdrive. So whenever his turn came up, he just bashed the shit out of Deus. And then, so... Honestly, I really wished I had the opportunity to go back and see what it was like without having fought all those mini-bosses, just to see how obnoxious it was. But, like, unfortunately, I don't have the time to do that right now, because we're in the middle of recording. Um, but Live stream. I mean, I could do that if you guys felt like, but I'm not sure it's going to make it into the final cut. Nah. Um... But, like, after that, I thought we were done. No, we are not done. <sighs> then you get this thing that is copy pasta of Ophiomorph, but without the... You know that sound, right? <laughs> um, whenever, whenever she does uh, that one attack... And then you get the big ball of black smoke. That. It's. It's basically copy pasta of that same enemy, just without that one feature. And. And you're doing that one on one, so basically you may as well just turn on an auto battle if you have that feature available. Just. I bash you, you bash me. And then it's just like a matter of who runs out of hit points faster. Except that it's like an impossible to lose fight. Yeah, it just yeah, it felt like, anticlimactic. That, that fight is just set dressing. It was so much set dressing that I was that I forgot it was even considered a like, fight. If they <laughs> cut that fight in its entirety, I would have been okay. The fact that they left that in there made the entire day's fight just seem like it missed something. Like that should have been the end. Then you roll all the silly cutscenes, but like, no, we did not need one more angel fight. Anyways, that's all I have to say about uh, Urabolus. It was not necessary. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a thing that Square was doing at the time of like, here's your actual final boss where it's a Mm -hmm. boss you can't lose. Uh... No. Not Ouroboros was the shirtless Sephiroth of Xenogears. And it would have made some amount of sense within the context of what was going on if it was like Naked Fae versus Naked Krellian. 
since, you know, that's kind of where they are at that point. If it was and, Faye versus Crowley, and then I actually might have enjoyed it, but like... like... Mud wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Look, they, saying they both naked except for a tiara and a hair tie. And it, it would have... Because the premise of the fight is like my ideology versus your ideology, and then it's in Giant Robots, which is like the least fun fighting mechanic... And it's after you just did so many giant robot fights, it just would have been nice if it was like, all right, here, we're symbolically fighting through fighting, and, you know, we're they can have clothes back, I guess, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and you're on foot, and you can't lose, because fine, you can't lose. Faye got ripped okay. off. Yeah. All right, but... He didn't put enough coins in. <laughs> Okay. Okay, but I, yeah. I feel like this is really anticlimactic of a note to end on, but I guess that's kind of appropriate for Zeno Gears. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Ooh, Manicom's gonna be good for this one. I'm sorry, we can cut that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not fine. (laughs) We already made fun of Zeno Gears. Alright. Like, I'm already sitting here going, I love this game to bits and pieces. Also, it's a piece of shit. Don't play it. Can can this please <laughs> oh. come on, go on, get posted on like r slash JRPG? <laughs> I, would, I would like to say something on this note, actually. You know, like, as someone who actually played through Xenogears a little more recently, it's been about, it's probably been about a year and a half since I have, but I had missed it, you know, before and came around to it late, so... I I remember, yeah, feeling a little bit like the end was in places. There were some parts of the end that I really enjoyed, and there were some parts where I felt, yeah, it was it was kind of anticlimactic. However, I think that, like, looking back on Xenogears as a whole, I remember it more fondly for the journey and just how, like, insane that journey was than what it ended up at. And I think there's a lot of value mm-hmm. in that, so... I mean, to end things on a slightly more positive note, uh, that's my two cents on that matter. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this too, like, what made Xenogears really interesting to me was that it just kind of felt so different than anything I had played up until that point. I mean, I had played Xenogears a long time ago, This we're talking like well over 10 years ago, it's the first time I played it. And it was cool to see all, to see these ideas, like, shown in a JRPG, and I liked the mix of cultures. I enjoyed the combat, like, the hand-to-hand combat, and also the robot fights. It was, and the fact that, like, the game tried to tell such a huge story, and, uh, in the way it did, I, I, you could, we could talk about whether or not it was, it was successful at telling that story. That's a whole other conversation of itself. But it was cool to see a game try to do something as ambitious as it did, even if it didn't quite do it well, in my opinion. Cause there's, there's a lot of things about this game that even at the time I was pretty critical of, like, there's a lot of boss fights that I didn't particularly enjoy. There was, Plot threads, quite a few of which we actually even mentioned that I thought were either just not really touched on well enough or just straight up not explained at all. But I think 
the general idea of gears is what makes it interesting. And I think a lot of people, they enjoy gears in spite of its flaws. Um, and a lot of it for some folks, the, those flaws are very much part of the charm. I was watching a video where somebody described gears as a broken masterpiece, essentially. And they think that the idea of a game being as fragmented as gears is, that's very much part of the appeal. Like some people said that, like even the, um, the simple, the simple imagery of the screen breaking is just representative of gears as a whole. It's a broken mirror, but that's also what people enjoy about it. As opposed to a lot of, like, even a lot of other RPGs and things like that, um, I feel like this was one where I felt like I couldn't tell you at all what was going to happen next. I had no clue in a lot of cases. It's very, it's very scattershot mess, but it's kind of a beautiful one. I can agree with that. Yeah. It also has very nice replayability, so kudos. Yeah. All right. It's yeah, it's very snappy and fun to play, yeah. in my opinion. Huh? Um, at least on foot for the um, and like the robot, like we talk about the robot fights, the the gears fights being kind of bad, but that's only because by comparison to like how speedy and how much you can do in the on foot fights, they kind of they don't feel quite as great. They to get very samey very us. fast, which mm-hmm. I think they get is very why samey they, fast. The mech boss fights had so many gimmicks. Yeah, and they make you build up turns to do much of anything, and you think, whoa, is this just Xenosaga 2, huh? Yeah, you think that when you're playing Xenogears, you go, wait, I'm having a vision of the future. I'm having a future vision, unless you go back and play it after you play Saga 2. But, you know, you when you get to Saga 2, you wonder, wait, why did they do this thing from Xenogears? But... All right. Anyway, when I get to Zeno, really when I get cool. to Zeno Saga, I'm probably going to have to um, play this episode again and be like, "Well, yeah, Nick, you told me so." <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till you get to the Damarung. All right. Anyway. Well, I think this is a good place to stop. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you once again, everybody, for making it for this. Especially you, Cilantro. Thank you for being our, our guinea pig. And know that we, we we wouldn't force you to take part in this if you didn't want to. So, Thank you for mm-hmm. having me. Yeah, and for what it's worth, like I actually really appreciate your thoughts because um, I wanted to hear a fresh take on Xenogears. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's, there's value in hearing how someone who didn't grow up with these kind of games feels about it coming into it in 2020 because oftentimes when i hear people talk about xenogears it's because oh yeah i had this game as a kid or oh yeah this is just good because it's golden era jrpg so it's nice to get that kind of outside perspective on it broken masterpiece i will agree with that yeah Uh, i enjoyed it quite a bit even though it had so many little hiccups here and there so many plot threads that could have gone in different ways and if they ever sort out the rights and they actually do remaster this i really hope that they flesh out disc two because that is the part i really want to see what they do Hmm. all right okay um let's i guess go around and if there's anything you're working on or playing or anything just let us know um we'll start with you justin 
So I guess I've been streaming a lot more lately over on Retro Roulette's channel. I just recently did a full playthrough of Mega Man Legends on there. That was a lot of fun. And then we just did the Xenoblade 2 anniversary stream. I think tomorrow I'm looking to do a Xenoblade Cross one as well. And by tomorrow, but, he means two months in the past. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because it'll be... But uh, yeah, otherwise, I am still working on another review for Operation Rainfall. I just finished one of them. I have one more to do. And yeah, uh, you can follow me on Retro Roulette. I will be streaming a lot more often. I'll also be tweeting about when I stream too. So just make sure you follow me on Twitter so you can get those updates. Otherwise, that's everything I'm up to right now. Okay, uh, how about you, uh, Robin? Uh, I realized that I've never promoted my Xeno-specific Tumblr, which okay. is felv at tumblr.com. Did, did you catch all that? Because my, my computer just hiccuped. Oh, you can say it again. Uh, or, well... I, th- I think I got the recording, but... Oh, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, felv at felv.tumblr.com I don't know why I said at, I'm used to Twitter uh, felv p-h-e-l-v fog um, yelv yeah, yeah, okay <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to just explain where the name came from oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Bartoli was taken <laughs> um, I don't post there much because Tumblr doesn't really have much Xeno stuff on it Um, how about you, Nick? Okay, so you can check out my OnlyFans. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Show us um, the feet. Link, please. <laughs> where I post lots feet, of feet, pictures feet, of Bart's feet. feet. No. Uh, honestly, I've, I'm not doing much other than, you know, sometimes I post stuff on Twitter, but usually that's just, like, screenshots from games. And... Sometimes art, and every once in a while cosplay. Cosplay has not been, like, a real active thing for me this year, so... Why not? But it's at... <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know. Huh. There might there might be something keeping us indoors all the time, which is not a great excuse, but... Uh, the it meteor is a showers, really good that's excuse. right. Yes, it's a really good excuse for me to catch up on my gaming backlog and other things. And art! So, yeah, maybe I'll start posting more of that. Um... I was going to add on to, like, with this retro roulette thing that Justin does, um, if some of you guys who listen to this podcast start paying attention to more retro roulette and, you know, maybe tweet some stuff out about it, maybe we will have, maybe they will have more, like, Zeno content on there in the future, mm-hmm. you know? There's always that possibility. So, Absolutely. And they're a lot of fun to watch, so follow them. Yep. That's my That's my promo for them. They're good guys. You're welcome, Sam and Ant. <laughs> All right, how about you, David? Um, I don't really have anything uh, going on. I just, uh, I'm playing Yakuza 0 right now. Um, on and off. And I have a Twitter account. That's it. Uh, Trombonsan, if you want. But other than that, not really anything. All right. Fair. You post the good arts. Yeah, I just basically like like and retweet Zeno and like shoujo related art and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you post the good arts. Well, t- re- that retweet good the stuff. good arts. 
All right, and how about you, Cilantro? Um, well, I think I need to take a quick Xeno hiatus. I've been going through Grandma's <laughs> backlog, and uh, I think the next game I'm going to start up is Final Fantasy VI. Ooh. Ooh, I'm excited for that. I love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Ooh, good choice. That is my favorite. I've never played it. Okay, now I'm going to have to definitely go get a webcam. I can't believe my friendship has literally just now ended with David. Oh, Bill. no! No! Oh, God, my mic just but, peaked. Yep, I'm sorry. For Come real. on. Sorry. My mic just <laughs> You can suplex a train. <laughs> I'm kidding. I could never stop being friends with David. I played some of it, but not all of it. I'm pretty sure it's That's a really a long game, but I just finished the first Breath of Fire, and I'm like, I can't do that mechanic right now. I will get back to Don't Breath worry, of Fire later. Than years. It is much shorter than Gears, don't worry. (laughs) Like, Breath of Fire 2, you have to be level 6 in order to even get to the first dungeon. And, like, the amount of grinding that I've done on my current file is like, no, I can't do that right now. I'm not going back to grind hell. I'm going back to something that is pure and simple. I'm going to go straight over to whatever fantasy land they give me, and I'm going to appreciate it. Heck yeah, you will. If that makes any sense. I'm pretty sure anybody out here who's actually played Final Fantasy VI is probably going to be like, no, that's not what's going to happen. You're going to see, though. You're going to see all of your predictions are wrong. Tell me I'm <laughs> wrong. <laughs> no, it's totally a Happy Land game. You're not going to experience any hardship whatsoever. You'll yeah. be fine. Awesome. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Tyler, what are you up to these days? Um... I am, besides editing the podcast, um, um, been getting into Genshin Impact a little bit more than I was. Like, for a while, I kind of fell off of it, but now I'm, like, playing a lot more of it than I thought I would. So, there's that. Yeah, it does. That yeah, it, does. it gets a hold of you. Um, and then also, probably by the time this comes episode comes out, I'm also going to be guesting on RPG fans uh, podcast uh, Retro Encounter. We're going to be playing nice. uh, Botan Kaitos, which I haven't played that in oh, nice. over a decade, so I'm kind of excited to see how that will how that will shape out, which I totally want us to possibly do an episode about like other Monolith Soft games one of these days on Snapchat. But Sounds good. We have s- oh, that'd be great because I actually recently bought Project Cross Zone too. Oh yeah, so I could play it for that episode. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of, yeah, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we should already have out references part two, um, the anime episode with Cilantro, and the mech episode should be out by now. Oh, and I would assume that our holiday special should be out by now. Um, so. We don't know what, or at least I don't know at the moment what episodes are going to come afterwards. But um, yeah, if shitty it, dads. Wait, what? Shitty dads. Oh yeah, at some point, shitty dads. Um. So yeah. Um. If there, inevitable everyone, shitty dads. <laughs> if anyone ever wants to like recommend like episode ideas or just uh, make any corrections or anything that anything we might have said. Uh, you can all, uh, email us at uh, podcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at 
uh, Xenochat podcast. Um, all right, this was a really good episode, guys. Uh, thank you very much, and thanks everyone for listening, and have a good night. And before we head off, mm-hmm. I just want to say one more thing. Um, I noticed in the middle of the podcast that on the Game Awards, they just launched their player's voice. And yes, I know, by the time this episode is up in the air, we're going to be way past this. But I figured it would be great to point out that Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition was actually nominated under player's voice. And you can cur- you can vote for it right now. Vote, vote for it right two months ago. So just, I just want to let it be known that it was nominated for something. Yay. That's good. Congratulations. <laughs> it's on the record now. It's on the record, yeah. So vote for that. I did not fail to mention done. it. All right. Well, have a good night, everybody. Night. Night, everybody. Save the game? <sighs> Ghosts. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Oh, wait. So are we like, ready? ready or? Wait, are we going to do the actual start of the podcast, or is this just the before banter still? I, I feel like we've gone on for a bit. We have done It's that. time to start okay. the podcast. Yeah. 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 All right. This will just be bloopers then. Yep. Um, okay. <laughs> bloopers. Right. We started the so, podcast. Are we actually going to start the podcast? So entertaining. <laughs> These bloopers. <laughs> Boy, I like that where they said, where they said I'm gonna start the podcast. Maybe it's the best blooper. Um. Okay. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Zeno Chat. Uh, my name is Tyler, and here with my co-host Justin. How's it going, everyone? Okay, we got quite a few people here today. Uh, first up, we have David. Hey. I think we have David. David. Hello? Oh, hi. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, and gosh. Nick? Living Blooper Nick is here. Did, did, you, did you hear me? <laughs> I, I, I stole did my you Oh, he heard you. Do we just need to start over? Let's try this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the blooper. Huh. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Keep recording, but um, let's start. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Second Milsham main server room ahead. Access to the main server is currently restricted. All security must be disengaged in order to log in. <sighs> okay, after we psychologically... Yeah. Take two. Yep. Just leave it to me, Yuki! actually did pull out that one um, link to um, uh, the Dark Id from... Um, Episode yeah, episode thirty nine, uh, twenty nine. I'm I'm not tired. Can we just like?
cut that part. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay, so I did pull out um, the... Um... <sighs> eh. Try this again. I'm okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Jin's got it. Thank you, you Jin. <gasps> okay, I... Take three. What? I have to fight more? Okay, um, can I take a five-minute bathroom break? <laughs> no. Yes, just keep recording. Please. Yes. Alright, I'll leave this on. I'll be back. Yeah, just be sure to mark it. Just clap. You can timestamp, yeah. Oh, about the minutes in. Minute, hour and ten minutes. Oh my goodness, we've only been recording for an hour and ten minutes. Well, we were talking for more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A little more. I'm pretty... Well, we're actually moving along pretty at a pretty good pace. I hope so. For some reason, this is telling me it only has 36 minutes left, even though I know it has more than that, but it uh, will probably try and cut me off. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I don't... I'm pretty tired, so... Yeah. So... Oh, okay. I was like, if you need to head out early, you know... Mm-hmm. Go for yeah, it. You, you do that. And also, I will I will let you guys know if I have to head out early because of the the weird audacity problem. I don't understand mm-hmm. what the deal is with that. I feel like it has some kind of built-in yeah. cache or something that's like, oh no, you only have this much space left. And I'm, I'll look at the hard drive that it's set to save this stuff to, and it'll be like, oh, you only have 365 gigabytes left on this hard drive. Oh yeah, that explains why I can't record more. I have I have no clue, but anyway, I will I'll have to look up something on that later, but I'll I'll, I'll let you guys know if I have to like bow, bow out or something. Okay, hopefully not. I, I hope not either, but I never know with this thing. It's weird. What's that? That looks cute. Whatever that is. I mean, what looks cute? I want cute stuff. I don't know what this is, but it looked cute, so... Yeah, I see stuff like that sometimes. Oh my god, I just now saw what Bob posted in Musea Do Whatever. It's amazing. That's amazing. Where do I post this? I always... <gasps> oh, god. I always imagine that if, like, a Mega Man movie ever gets made, <laughs> The Rock should play him, because it would be terrible, and I would love it. So Can you smell what Mega Man's cooking? <laughs> I hope... Okay, cool, so it looks like Jesse cancelled... The upgrade. Uh, yeah. Um, so, can you access the site? Yep, I'm gonna test that right now. Okay. I hope that when he gets to Doctor Wily in the movie, he's like, "Shut it, jabroni!" and fires a blast at him. Ugh. I'm still running into the same message, but let me try incognito mode. It could just be cache. Okay. Yeah. Now I can access it. Nice. I don't know what. It's, this is like an anime thing. Where do I post this? Hello? Oh, no, we lost Jen. Oh, who dropped? Oh, no. Everybody's still Our recording. That At was least. the perfect time for my audio to drop. Perfect indeed. Well, I'm back from the bathroom. Um, I don't know what that I'm... is, but it looks cute, so... <laughs> I've never heard of this. That happy go lucky days. Oh, okay, that's the that does look cute. That's official art from after Emeralda grows up. Yeah, but you see it how it looks kind of like a bikini, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I see that. I thought you meant like the young, like the younger version was what I was thinking of. I was like, the the younger version sprite. It's kind of not quite as obvious, but like I'm trying to find her sprite artwork, and it's hard. Didn't the Xenogears sprites only get ripped very recently? I believe so. Yeah, Cat made a big deal out of it, or was it Queenie? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, one of those two. Oh gosh, we lost Jin again. <laughs> somewhat. Okay, so somewhat because there were already a few of them ripped from a long, long while back, but they they take a lot because whenever you rip them directly, they're they're basically divided into fours. Like they will, they had diagonal divides across them, and then they that had like horizontal count. through the middle. And so you would have to piece them together in a weird way. I actually have seen some of those rip sprites, and it was like, yeah, no wonder it's it's not impossible by any means, but it's it's kind of a nightmare mm-hmm. to repiece these together. I can't take anymore. All right, shall we get back to it? <laughs> uh yes. Um, where where were we? We were at the um. What sort of weddings are there in Lahan? Right. Yes. <laughs> well, clearly yeah. they have to fight to the death. Finally, we could be rid of Timothy. <laughs> but Timothy's a good boy. Praying Mantis wedding. <laughs> anyway, what are other things that uh, stuck out? Oh, I have a whole bunch of notes about Zaboing. Tell me about Zaboing. Oh, no. <laughs> um, okay, so somebody mentioned uh, there's Big Joe lore, and I completely missed that. Oh no, we lost David. No. No. We're gonna have to restart this when he comes back. Wait, we did? Oh, yeah, his computer, yeah, his computer died. died. I see oh. that now. Oh no. Oh. Oh no, his computer died. Oh no, the audio. Uh. Yeah, it's gonna be the first episode. Oh no. <gasps> you know. We're gonna have to do a retake of this. Sh- should Ooh. we cut it here for now? I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh. Right. Well, let's let's ask him if he. Can recover any of his audio. Let's not do it okay. just yet. Recording until we hear from him. <clears throat> okay. You know, I'm kind of like surprised that it took this long for something like this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I like. I knew that it was only a matter of time till someone like has a mishap like this. It was gonna, and I thought it was gonna be me for a long time. I was like, there's, there's gonna be definitely one day where like I'm gonna lose power in the middle of um, a podcast. That happened once. Uh, I came close to losing power. The lights were flickering in one episode, and I thought I was like, "Oh shit, I'm about to lose all my audio, and this is gonna be bad." Yeah, we've gone yeah, over. Let's see, thirty episodes without that happening, so that's pretty lucky, I guess. That's good. Yeah. That's a miracle. Yeah. Well, it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> Whoop! I guess we won't do the zibling part yet. Zibling. You're back! Oh, hello. Oh, hey. you're back. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, David back. Uh-oh, this could be bad. And, um, the, the, uh, bleh. Can we cut that? Um. No. Please! I want to sound like an articulate I, person. <laughs> I will, I will. Thank you. <laughs> um, so. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, my computer crashed. We're good. <laughs> we what?
No, my computer's fine. My computer's fine. Okay. <laughs> Don't joke about that. <laughs> I wasn't joking. It was that, like, my computer, like, went briefly into, oh, you're not using me sleep mode. And I was like, oh, fuck, what happened? It's fine. <laughs> so let me just go back into wiggling my mouse randomly. We're good. It wasn't, it was yeah, no, I, I was also terrified. Don't worry. We're good. Okay. We're good. Shion, take care of the rest. Are you picking up the cat whining? By any chance? No. Okay. No. Okay, because she's squeaking a lot. Not at all. Hold her up to the mic, please. But she just ran across the room. Well, when she comes back. Alright, when she goes anyway. to scratch my chair again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good job! 